being squeezed from us mm-hmm. talking about this stuff every week oh hey everyone welcome to the completely unnecessary podcast for tuesday uh february 23rd 2021 <laughs> alongside ian ferguson hello i'm pat country on the show today we are very happy to be sharing all of this gaming news and events and 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 society societal issues with you this week we'll be talking about nintendo direct news we just missed it last week uh, our favorite our most favorite convention of the year, BlizzCon, had some announcements. We're talking about um, Analog doing some awesome PR work. Legend of Zelda celebrates 35 years. Fives and zeros on the CU podcast, not 26 and 18 here. And a couple other topics. Uh, Ian, uh, how was your weekend? Before I get to my fun-filled one. I mean, my weekend was fine. It was very, very busy. I I, um, woke up on Friday. That was my day off. And decided to put in a full eight-hour shift in my kitchen. <laughs> so I basically... Like Hell's Kitchen? I Gordon just, Ramsay yelling just, at you? I, no, I just I yelled at myself. You donkey! Um, Do you get mad at yourself when you when you fuck up when you're, when you're cooking? I, no, I mean, yes, I can. But, I mean, the entire reason I cook is that it, I generally it's find relaxing. it to be a very relaxing thing. It's yeah, a, yeah I've, I've been yeah. cooking more the past year. Um, I mean, that that's why I, I enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I just, I cooked a lot on Friday and worked Saturday, recorded extra napkin Saturday night, did a hangout for this fine podcast on Sunday morning. Uh, and you wrote, and you wrote a little article for the paper. Wrote a little article. Yeah. Cause the rest of my weekend, um, when I wasn't working, I was uh, playing the guilty gear strive beta, um, which, uh, ended, ended today. Um, full game comes out in April, and I haven't been that excited for a fighting game in a while. It was really fun. Speaking of games, what what is this, Ian? Our, our pals at oh, uh, yeah, our, at Retrobit, pals at Retrobit, um, sent us these, uh, and I actually I checked these out earlier last week. It's the Toa Plan shooters, um, much like all of their previous releases. This is actually really impressive. Um, just the amount of stuff that it comes with. Uh, these ones are actually all like slip cased, and. Like look super. Check out. Oh the, wow! Yeah. It's like it's like a VHS almost cover, and then you have the Genesis one. Here's his Truxton on here. Ooh, translucent like a puffy sticker and everything. And puffy eighty stickers. Okay, so that's what I've always liked about their stuff. They always load it up with like stickers, notebooks, postcards. And thanks, thanks, uh, stuff. thanks to Retrobit for sending that. And right now uh, they're doing a little pre-order campaign for uh, for the unreleased in North America, the Undercover Cops uh, Super Nintendo uh, beat 'em up. Uh, yes. You can pre-order that uh, right now at a few different places. You can get it at um, ca- our pals at Castle Minion Games have the collector's edition for sale uh, and a couple other spots as well, including uh, limited run games at our pals there as well. Uh, you can pre-order there as well. Uh, the the uh, I think it's, it's the regular version. And if you haven't played it, um, it's an interesting beat-em-up. It, it's, it didn't come out here. It's like futuristic. It's undercover cops, but it's in the future. Did so, you cover it for a certain Super Nintendo book? I believe we did cover it briefly in the unreleased, uh, excuse me, in the Famicom 
game section. We covered it. Gotcha. <clears throat> thanks for plugging that for me, Ian. You're welcome. Th- I, thanks. I figured, I figured we could get some plugs. <laughs> oh, we're going to replug. That's a pre-plug. And we're going to talk about a game that looks like it has plugs in it later on uh, as well. Um, so my weekend. Are you toasty, Ian? Are you toasty? A little toastier than usual here? Maybe. Yeah. I'm comfortable. The heat is back on at Castle Country. After like seven weeks... I got I got used to the Spartan lifestyle of uh, well my my electrical bill probably went up tons by using the the big space heaters. Um, finally got furnace. Uh, fine folks came here and they did it all in one day. They got here at eight a.m. eight thirty and they're done by five five thirty. Uh, got the AC unit put on as well because I don't have AC downstairs. A lot of most places in California don't have AC. Uh, San Diego don't have AC downstairs because it was like they made it just cheap enough to put in the extra money. I don't want to lose money by not getting it. That's ba- that's basically what they did. I was like, oh wow, okay, <laughs> I'll spend four thousand more and get it, even though I, I don't want to, but I should. So I'm all I'm all lined out, as Frank would say, with heat and with uh with uh, AC if I if I need it there. Um, so the one thing that happened during the event, it wasn't awkward. I, I'll get to an awkward story in a minute uh, from my weekend. But um, the guy, my rep pr- from this company. He was a pretty solid dude. He was like, he seemed like a cool guy. He was ex-military, you know, he he was great at customer service, checked in uh, on me before, because I had questions. I, I got like three different bids, and one bid was fucking insane. It was twice the amount of, more than twice the amount of this bid. Uh, you were lower than you've ever been recently after that that uh, that estimate. I remember. It was sad times for Pat Country talking about It was, it was sad times yeah. when you talk about a potential uh, $20,000 uh, <laughs> estimate. I got the same thing for like nine, like the same thing. Thought you were gonna but pack better, a stick and bindle and just walk away. Started, <laughs> like started, the 1910s, start a new life in like, the middle of the country. Somewhere. Like a hobo, get yeah, on a train, yeah. sleep in a train car, <laughs> walk away from all your problems. <laughs> hey, what happened to Pat? Oh, he's somewhere in Missouri right now on he, a train. He did not want to pay to have. He his just gave things, it all up, so he just walked up into the sunset. He took his top secret episode, and that's it. He left. <laughs> It took us one game. Um, so that was good. But the guy seemed like a really solid dude. So we talked a little bit. And, and there's one thing about me. Ian knows this. All right. Um, it's very hard for me to talk to guys and sort of make that um, leap into, okay, I want to try to befriend you. I'm never, I have not been good at it since, since grade school when we you know, shared G.I. Joes and played in the playground. I'm terrible at it. The social uh, interactions are tough. Well, with, with, I'm not tooting or anything, but it's a lot easier for me to, to communicate and get along with, with, at this point in my life, women than with men, for whatever reason. Um, there's a lot of weird, like, barriers put up between men. There's, like, competitive stuff. There's alpha male stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff that I encounter. I, I actually it, feel you on this. That's how I've been most of my life as well. With women, there's, there's not all these pretensions that there are with guys when it comes to interaction, at least in my experience. Um, but this guy seemed like a cool dude. And so near the end, I was sort of like, uh, you know, I was like, hey, you know, um, not like this, but I'm like, hey, you know, may, I know my backyard's gonna get done after we get shots. You know, you can, I'll have a little get, get you can come on over. <laughs> and he's like, and I think he respected that. Hopefully, it wasn't too awkward. Didn't think I was trying to hit on him. He's like, he's like, oh no, yeah, you know, we'll have a beer. We'll, we'll chat it up. I never heard of that. We'll chat it up. I'm like, okay, I made a connection. I got, I got his, you know, his business phone number. Maybe I'll awkwardly call him in seven months. Once, once we all have shots, and Ian can come over with Vani. He can come over. He's married. You know, he's married with kids. He can come over with his wife. You know, we can we can, ch- we can chat it up. I can make a new friend. 
I need more male friends, is what I'm saying locally. I have no male friends. We can make fajitas on the grill. We can make fajitas on the grill. Make That's fajitas a, on the grill. We can. I told, I told Ian uh, that the <laughs> glorious burritos, they were burrito fajitas. <laughs> uh, you think you coined that, burritos. Burritos. That we used to make. So anyway, that was my, that was my one story. But then every, every year or so, I, I, the reason I love Curb Your Enthusiasm is, is because I live that lifestyle. A lot of times I have social awkward moments happen. I don't care. I, I'll point out stuff. Like in the post office... About I, the eyebrow raise already. Remember in the post office when the, when I got dicked around and yelled at by the lady for not doing anything, so I basically responded back and, and not screamed, but I hollered and I said, "I didn't do anything wrong." Yeah, I remember. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I remember you telling me that. Like, yes. So that was, ha- <laughs> <laughs> like, that was literally happening. That's, that's kind of what happened to me at the grocery store. I said, "I didn't do anything <laughs> like, wrong." I, I just asked for a bottle. I'm sorry. I mean, you, you, so go back. That was like December 2018. <laughs> I think it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> When I got thrown back and forth between four people in the in the in the uh, <laughs> post office, and, and and they got they they got more mad at me when they said go back to the original person. So they're like looking at me like, why are you back? Because this guy told me to come back to you. I just want to know how to track my item. Anyway, so uh, I want to apologize to someone because because this might I might come off looking horrible, but to me this is this is this is how I live. So I went to the local grocery store. Mm-hmm. And it was like 15 minutes before closing. Uh, you know, I like to do that sometimes because I don't get out at all. I have no social interaction besides maybe trying to, to hit on my, my sales rep for the, for the furnace. Besides that, <laughs> I got Ian here once a week oh, and I, I go out food shopping. That's it. That's it. Maybe I'll have a lady friend over on a rare occasion. You know, can't really go out anywhere. Like, that's about it. So, um, so I go there, and it's like the last 20 minutes when you go to a supermarket, uh, it's like everyone's cleaning up, and they can still serve you, but they're, they're starting to clean up. And the people, though, that – and I lived this lifestyle. I was, a, I was a cashier when I was 16 at a supermarket. It's the worst job ever, especially when I was making 505. But at the end, like, like you'll just start – you'll buy stuff for yourself, and there's nothing to do in the past last 15 minutes. There's like 10 customers in the store at most, five customers. So I'm getting ready to check out. I, I believe I bought. I, find, I I tried a couple of uh, chicken chicken egg roll things that were decent, and I bought like cloths and pickles because once we're at the supermarket, I'm like I gotta buy something. Well, it, yeah. Um. So so it was a. Uh, I don't know if she was cute or not because she had a mask on. She's probably like 20 years old, 19, 20, 21, uh, f- five foot one. She must be, at most weighed a buck twenty, like just smaller smaller, um, uh, young lady. And she, she's, like, hustling to get snacks at the end of her shift, I guess. And I'm watching her because she's, like, in front of me. And it was comical. She had, besides other things, four large, I mean, thick cheesecake wedges and, like, individual little plastic things. She had them stacked up. It was so comical because she was short. She almost, like, dropped them. She was rushing, rushing to get the checkout. And then she picked up a couple of things away. Like, it was Which grocery store store was this? Uh, the local one right here. I don't want to give away my location, Ian. Um, anyway, so she had four, four like that, and she's like juggling them as, as she goes, and so I'm letting her go. It's kind of funny, but then I, I realize like, oh, she's buying this all for her. So I did not say this as as a as a criticism of her weight. I swear to God, it was the fact that she was short and she had four. I mean, thick slices of cheese uh, cheesecake. I can barely eat one slice of cheesecake, barely. Um, so I, I said to her, I said to her. Wow, I, I said, I hope you're not going to eat all that. <laughs> I said oh my that. God, Patrick. I think I said it nicer than that. Oh, I, I, said, I said it like this. I said, oh, is that, is, I said, is that all for you? 
I think I said it like that. Or I said, I hope it's not uh, that's not all for you. Because I was thinking about how full I get when I eat cheesecake. Yeah, I, how I can mean, you eat sure, four yeah, of them? I, okay. How can you eat four of them, right? Good. Great. So, so, so she turns to me. <laughs> this is after she checked out. She turns to me. She went back to her cash register next door. And she turned to me and she goes, well, what if I am? <laughs> and so, but I think she was kidding because I was kind of kidding. But there was also like a little like, don't, don't cake shame me in there as well. And all I said was, well, you have like a pound of cheesecake. That's all. I mean, like, I think it was good natured. I wasn't trying to, you know, it was a moment. There was no one else really in the store. It wasn't in front of any, you know, anyone. Don't at comment point. on people's cake buying. I won't cake shame anymore. Don't, I'm sorry. I apologize. Don't cake. do that. I, I, I apologize. I'm, I was not. It's a lot of cheesecake. That's all I'm saying. That's a lot of cheesecake to put down. You know, that's a lot of cheese. That's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> okay. I, I cake shamed. All right. <laughs> I told you it would be awkward. I, I was, <laughs> it was. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it wasn't good fun. I don't think she was that mad. I'll see her again soon. I'm sure. I'll, bu- I'll buy her a piece. Here's the thing. I can eat four pieces of chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. I can pound that. Yeah. Cheesecake? No. You got to pump my stomach for cheesecake. So we missed out on Nintendo Direct, Ian. We did miss a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. You're so right. Uh, so there was a Nintendo Direct last week, Wednesday. Uh, this came. This was right after we recorded. Of course. A lot of companies uh, watch for the podcast and, and, do, and do their announcements the Wednesday after the podcast. Because they, they, they know that we're biting. And it's, they know. Yes. Um, we, we're, we're straight shooters. They, 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 I'm already heated up for my cake story. Yeah. I, all right. Hot blooded. Check it and see. <laughs> Hundred degrees, thousand degrees. Um, I liked the Nintendo directing. I did too. So a lot of people. Uh, I mean, I, I think a lot of people were fairly happy with this Nintendo Direct. Uh, but I did see a number of people complaining. There's always going to be people complaining. That's what I understand. There are a number of properties that have not been touched in a while that people right. really would like to see. Um, new entries for or there's games in development that people would like updates on such as metroid prime 4 or a what updates. updates or the new zelda uh um, there's a new unsolved mysteries podcast by the way so oh yeah i check it out it's official to, some might have to try that um but if you just go by what was announced i think it was pretty good there was some good stuff in here i'm just gonna go through and, and rattle off the stuff that i found personally interesting 32 games they announced according to this uh, article from announced or updated or is it just or, yeah or yeah, both yeah or um, the saga frontier remaster is probably the one that i am most excited for that's a great playstation one rpg by square enix um weird systems uh i like how you lead with the one that people will never expect us to bring up first but okay i'm just going from the bottom up to the top <laughs> Um, I'm like, which one was that? It's again? the one that I'm most excited for. Uh, and then Legend of Mana, another okay. beautiful PlayStation 1 RPG by Square, is getting a port. And I like the fact that they didn't touch the art, really, um, because that game is beautiful to begin with. And I really just want a nice way to play it on a modern system. Um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is getting an expansion pass. Project Triangle Strategy, I think, was one of the big ones that they announced. It looked that was one of the few I said, okay, this looks it's it's interesting because it's, yeah. it's a it's like a, it's a strategy game. Is it turn based or is it turn based strategy? It looks like it's going to be similar to something like Final Fantasy Tactics, um, but it's being done in the same art style that Octopath Traveler was done, which was also a name they stuck with. 
that I was surprised. So this could might this might be the the name they go with. I, I'd be These fine companies. with Project Triangle Strategy. Triangle Strategy game coming uh, soon. It's just funny that they get to this this far in development, they don't have a name ready to go. I just think it's funny. Well, because I because when Octopath Travelers announced, I said there's no way that's going to be the name of the game. It's such a weird name. I remember, I, 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 but it was. So they uh, there was a brief thing like when they uh, that they showed when they showed the video for Triangle Strategy. It said something like part of the HD two D series. So it seems like this is a graphical style that they want to. Um, keep going with, and I really like HD. It. Two, so it's like a fake two D. It's really three D. It's that interesting two D three D diorama above sixteen bit. It's like yeah. that sixteen to thirty two bit, whatever. Whatever it is, it's cool looking. I like it. Um, <clears throat> no more heroes three was, had a trailer. I think that's the first official trailer for the game. Um, that's a really fun series by Studio Fifty One. It started on the Wii. Play as uh, Travis Touchdown. Uh, I've I've never played one of these games. But they're fun. they're very very strange. They're they're fun, violent um, and strange. Yeah, uh, full of references to wrestling and anime and stuff like that. Weird story. Uh, the first one on the Wii did a lot of like fun stuff with the uh, controller, where you know <clears throat> you're playing and as you're approaching a boss, you suddenly hear like something ringing and you look down and it's the remote and you have to lift the remote to your ear. And it, like <laughs> it's a very strange. It's a game. weird Nintendo sort of that Nintendo pushes these. You know, <clears throat> yeah, it's well, kind of a weird thing compared to everything else. Um. Killer7, which was one of his other big games, uh, was initially released on the GameCube, and it was really popular. So what, so what they did not announce, Ian, was the Super Switch. That was not announced. Some people, you, you thought maybe it would get announced, and uh, uh, no, that's, that's not going to be probably this year at this point. It would be shocking. Um, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, at the, I and, figured they would have announced it early for summer release. I don't think they'll announce it midsummer for Christmas, so I think it's probably at least another year. And I will say I'm surprised. I didn't necessarily... Not like disappointed, but just like I said, with how Nintendo reiterates their handheld hardware, and I know this is both, but with how they reiterated, I figured it was due for one. But when when sales are not slowing down at all, it's like why? Like why bother? Like sure, I, I guess mean, you don't need to put that money into R and D if people aren't. I can just wait on it, or yeah. maybe they are. They're just going to wait. I mean, obviously the, the the advance in the chip technology the past five years since they probably locked that chip tech down. I mean, they can probably do it whenever they want. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, they didn't do that. They didn't announce. I had people like Sean from, from Reserved Investments clamoring for a new F-Zero. Yes, I have a friend who really, really wants that, too. I, 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 I to want an F-Zero it. as well. I'd love to see it. Um, some people thought they would announce a new Mario Kart, which is crazy, because there's no reason to do a new Mario Kart, because 8 Deluxe is, like, awesome, and they're still going to sell tons of those. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Splatoon 3, they announced that was, that was, like, one of their end cap ones, which was interesting. The big ones for me were Splatoon 3... Um, the RPGs I mentioned, what? and this is my big, big one, uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. Oh, we'll get to that in a second, because that, that looked incredible to it me. It looks fantastic. Um, in terms of uh, Skyward Sword HD, uh, they, they announced that. Uh, I guess that's coming out within, was that by May? When was that coming out? Um, but that's going to be a fairly recent, not recent, fairly short in the future. And then they basically said for the sell this uh, Breath of the Wild sequel, hey, we don't we have nothing to say right now. I know you're waiting on this. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back later in the year, so that'll probably come out this year, I would think. If they said circle back later this year, I don't think they would string you along too much with that. But the fact that they the fact that they knew people wanted to hear about it, it's Zelda's thirty fifth anniversary. They really didn't do anything for it, which I was surprised. I postulated, and Ian did maybe a Game and Watch Zelda release for the thirty fifth as well, or something. But there was no. No, like, Mario HD pack 
for Zelda. There was none of that. It was just Skyward Sword HD, uh, the uh, Calamity uh, stuff, and then we'll, we'll tell you about the new Breath of the Wild sequel later in the year. I have a feeling yeah. they're not done with the 35th anniversary stuff for Zelda. Um, a lot of people are like... Well, they missed out, right? <clears throat> well, I mean, you can call, I mean, 35th anniversary, you can say it's all year. They celebrated the Mario shit all year Yeah, long. but they had it ready to go. <laughs> they had it ready to go. <clears throat> I know. still think that's something we might see as we get closer to Christmas. A, um, maybe another release similar to 3D All-Stars. Maybe not, though. Yeah, well, Skyward Sword, they already took care of that. They're going to charge you. People are, are, are annoyed about the 60 bucks for these HD re-releases. I'm like, ah, well, if you like the game, you like the game. You want to buy it, you buy it. Yeah, that one's uh, kind of a big shrug to me. Uh, I'm just not that interested in certain Zelda entries. Never but played it. I do think uh, moving the, uh, giving you the option to use the right analog stick as opposed to the motion controls is oh, yeah, you can, really cool. Either or. I, I think I think that could be a lot of fun, honestly. Oh, sure. They said, what is it, like, a, like you just use the right joy, kind of go right or up or down? Right, or le- yeah. yeah, so you can aim your blade, because yeah. it looks like a lot of the combat and some of the puzzles combat. Know, are based around that. Combat. And before we get to the big one, uh, Mario Golf, uh, I was kind of impressed early look at Knockout City. I was like, oh, what is this? Like a like a, another squad shooter that looks like a Fortnite. And I'm like, oh, it's a dodgeball squad game. That's a little bit more interesting than just a shooter. And you can pass the ball and knock out the other players. The problem is this trailer does, probably does not do the game justice. It's not a good trailer because you have all these weird like stand-ins for video game characters like princess peach and like an orc from warcraft and like i, no, wanna, I thought I, it was an awful trailer i want to learn about the game the game looks cool i'm going to be honest with you the uh, trailer was so bad that i i had this on at work that i walked away and did something else and when i saw you talking about knockout city and dodgeball i was like what the fuck is that and i was didn't like, realize oh. it yeah. i was like that's the trailer i yeah. walked away from because I, yes. I i just i didn't care it's a bad trailer it, it's almost like they they took um like notes from Wreck-It Ralph because they have like the one character who's like the, the armored uh, female character from Wreck-It Ralph it's just like the one it's, it was a takeoff of stuff like that um, and it's a bad trailer but I, I want to learn more about the game mechanics I tweeted I want to I learn about the game mechanics like what is the actual goal to knock out the players is it like a like what do you do? Is, is there like a jail? If you get knocked out, you get sit like <laughs> jail. <laughs> well, you know, like <laughs> you say, like, a, like a pro- it's funny the way you said it. You know what I mean? Like if you get knocked out of the game, can you save me? Mm-hmm. Can you, or do I have to catch a ball? Tell me about the game. Tell me about the game. It's a bad trailer, but I actually want to learn more. I'm very excited for Monster Hunter Rise as well. I don't have much more to say about it other than that's going to eat away at a shitload of. Did my that time. movie come out yet? The Monster Hunter movie. I have, <laughs> uh, it, it it I don't know. <laughs> I, thought no it came, I thought it came out in China and then they oh, pulled it off screen. Believe it or not, you can see it locally uh, right now. Uh, is this local? But I literally show times for Monster Hunter and it's playing. Okay, cool. At the Sinopolis. What the hell is Sinopolis? Is that okay? Sin- Let's talk about Mario Golf. I think Sinopolis is south of the border. I think that's well, that's where it's Cal. playing right now. I guess that's where the only place it's playing. Okay, go to Tijuana. You can see Monster Hunter. Mario Golf. <clears throat> he, it, this is a game that Ian was clamoring for. We haven't had a console release since the GameCube for this. Um, so we kind of skipped some couple generations. No, there was one for the Wii, wasn't there? No, no, there wasn't. I guess there was Mario Golf Wii. If there was, I would have had it probably because I would have played it. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about the one on the 3DS. That's what I played it on most recently. Was it on the Wii U? Did we miss one? No, it was not on the Wii U. It was on the 3DS. The one for the Wii comes up as Mario Golf 64 that you could probably buy for the virtual console. Okay, so yeah. So, <laughs> so, so there hasn't been a console release of It's been, it's of been it like since 18 the, yeah, years since, since GameCube. GameCube. 
This is the third one if you don't count the handhelds. So how does it look, Ian, to you? Uh, it looks fantastic. Um, Ian loves golf games. I, I adore golf games. I like golf games, too. Along with fishing games. Those are like the two game types that I absolutely adore, and people are like, why? Because I would never do either of those things in real life. I would never go golfing in real life. Really? I, I, I try it. Pitch and putt? I never did. Oh, putt. I mean, like, sure, mini golf. Why not? Pill pitching. That's uh, not par, mini golf. Par three. That's that par, I putt? think that's par three, yeah. yeah. Um, sure, I'd do that. Uh, so I think it looks really good. One of the things that I like about golf games, modern golf games, and especially the Mario golf games, um, Mario. They, they, they really teach you kind of the science of golf with the, um, the science, the way that you can, you know, uh, they're getting better at showing you the effects of saying, um, top spin, back spin, side spin, what happens when you slice your ball, all the meters that they're starting to show, like the... All includes the spin on the ball, not just the strength. Or like um, the new meter for Mario Golf Super Rush, kind of like the power meter also curves to kind of show you where um, your ball's going to go. So basically, they're getting really they good at... They dumbed it down. They, they're getting really good at dumbing it <laughs> down, it down, putting all the indicators on there so you can really focus on... Your shot. Your shot, and just kind of... I would say almost experimenting a little bit by, by giving you these indicators. A lot of modern golf games have made me more confident at playing the games without the indicators, I guess, as the time goes on, if that makes sense They They do a really good job of teaching you how the ball is going to react in different conditions. And that's something I really like about modern golf games. Um, and then the Mario golf games just do that. And they wrap it all up in a cute little, cute little wrapper, fun, fun characters with different attributes right and different modes and it's so so i yeah golf games are relaxing to me the same way i used to play um i had a, I had a computer one i might have been pirated it was it was an ea computer one on a three and a half from probably 94 i loved the hell out of that game it was it was there's just it's hard it's very hard at this point to screw up a golf game because all the mechanics are the same in every golf game with your with your three three touch meter like it's hard to screw it up. When, it's, it's just it's just what is the what are the features? Where, where, how's the presentation? Right? How many different courses do you have and different modes? The like only time these golf games ever really stumble is when they try to stray from the three click, three click, three click. Start power, uh, accuracy, slice versus hook on yeah. the ball on the center of the ball. That's it. Um, a really good one that I've always enjoyed is the Hot Shots Golf Series, also now known as Everybody's Golf. Um, and that's an awful name change. Uh, everyone's golf up. that's what it was called in japan and they oh. called it hot shots here and then they just universalized the name hot but, shots part two but uh the mario golf games the mario sports games in general usually try to offer some sort of story mode the most recent mario tennis aces has a story mode um mario golf on the i think it's the game boy color famously has a really fun rpg mode and it looks like they're going to be adding a story mode to this one again too so that'll be fun but what looks most exciting or at least freshest uh Fresh. that, that had people talking was the speed golf mode yeah so this is going to be a mode where which I, I i i love to see this in real life they, they probably have events in real life where you i'm sure it's it's speed you all hit the same time you rush to the ball you hit it again and i'm surprised no one ever gets knocked out by balls right. hit in the air and it, it, you all playing at the same time basically it doesn't matter how many shots you take you just gotta it's all speed um, it's amazing. And it shows uh, in the Mario version of it, you will be able to use items like you would in Mario oh, Kart okay. to knock out people as you run from position to position. So you literally like a banana peel <laughs> on the course? <laughs> uh, the trailer shows like Luigi like use a fire, uh, an ice flower or something and then like throw a ball so, at Princess Peach and slow her down. So we'll, we'll take what most regard as the most boring sport 
and we'll 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 gussy it up, and we'll make it fun with Mario characters. This could be a this will be a surprise hit. I, I'm not surprised that people are going to buy this, but I think this is this could be a bigger seller than what people think. They might get into this. I think. Oh, I think they will. Yeah, because it's been so long. This might be it's it's so old. It's now fresh. You forgot about it for this generation. And it's like with these characters, you can almost do any type of game, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, all of them are successes. I mean, maybe the Olympics one isn't that big of a success versus they, the others. I, I have them. They're simple. They're silly, but they've they pump them out. As a matter of fact, I have the I have the Switch one. It's like the, <laughs> the those Olympics are not going to happen. I can't imagine they're going to happen. Oh, this year? Yeah. Do you think they're going to happen? I think they're going to make it happen. I think they will. Either way, still, I have the only 2020 Olympics oh, <laughs> games that actually okay. happened. They'll do some DLC. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, update. N- now, now that I think about it, where is the Mario dodgeball game? That would be a big. I would, come on, there was one in what? Mario. There was one in Mario Sports Mix on the Wii. Oh, okay, yeah. a little simple one with different powers and attributes. It was or... either in the Wii Mario Sports Mix or the 3DS one. But yeah, there was a little. There was a simple dodgeball game. So this one, you can you can add your own. What is it? You use your own me. You can do a, a like a story RPG, like a, like a golf story game. Basically, you yep. walk around. I said, okay, we'll do that. Why not? Golf story did it. We'll do our own. But now with Mario characters and, and Goombas talking to you. So uh, yeah, I will get this game. This will be a big multiplayer game. Yes, I will play Ian on speed golf with others online. I will play I, you I, in regular golf. Oh, okay. We'll scratch golf for Ian. We'll we bet some money on each hole. <laughs> yeah, we'll put, we'll, some, we'll put do, money down. We'll be like Michael Jordan. Ah, twenty five grand a hole. That that lunatic. That's how he. That's how he does it. Uh, twenty five grand a hole might be actually low. Actually, it's the only way he can feel anything anymore is gam- gambling. High <laughs> stakes golf gambling. You see that documentary? He was betting the guy. I did not about watch the roll- documentary. It's a great documentary. Michael Jordan is such a competitor. That's why I love him. There's there's like one percent of me in Michael Jordan. Just one percent. I can't dunk. Um, he's competitive at everything. There's one moment in the film where he's betting how close you can bounce a quarter to the wall with 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 one of the ushers in I guess in, in Chicago uh, arena wherever they, where the Bulls played, and then the guy beats him. I just just a simple thing. They probably bet like five bucks or, or twenty bucks. The guy beats him. Jordan was so fucking pissed he lost to this guy that he could buy and sell a billion times that he beat him at a dumb game of hitting a quarter against the wall. Like, Jordan was fuming. Like, he couldn't even take it in stride. That's how competitive a nut Jordan was. And is. Like, it, it's a great moment in the film because the guy's like, ah, he did the Jordan when he, when he hits all the threes he's like that. And Jordan's just like, ah, you fucking asshole. You, 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 be, you beat me for $5. And that's how Jordan is. It doesn't matter the, the, the dollar amount. Sorry. Back to Mario Golf. I'm in. I'm Mario Golf. I'm in. All right. All right. Anything else uh, that we we, we we didn't miss from this uh, roundup that looks interesting? Uh, I think a lot of it looks interesting. I think that Neon Star Wars White- Hunters they announced? I don't think they showed anything on it. It was literally no. just a fucking teaser. Uh, a worthless, dumb teaser trailer that accomplished nothing. I, well, I guess, I'm guessing that'll be a Nintendo exclusive? No, I think no? it actually said it was going to be on multiple things. Okay. Uh, Stubbs the Zombie coming there? That actually- Heard it's a great game. It's a, it used to be an Xbox. It was a, an original Xbox exclusive for a long time. A reverse zombie game where you have to infect people and eat their faces. I guess that's that's fun. Uh, and then how about oh Capcom Arcade Stadium? We should, we're, we're a retro game theme podcast. How do you think that looks? Is it? I looked into it. Um, okay, it's I think forty bucks to download the whole thing. How many games is that? I think it's like forty. I think it's like thirty-seven or forty. Okay, I'm not sure. Um, 
the game list is nice, but honestly, the Steam kind of got taken right out of my sales for it because all of the beat 'em ups from the beat 'em up collection are peppered into the other packs. Sure, and you already bought them. And I already bought them. So, so there's Trojan, uh, Legendary Wings. That's probably been re released before. Um, 1942, which you always get. So is that Section Z? Mostly, these are the arcade versions, which, so that's good. We don't want the crappy console ones. No, they're all arcade versions. Uh, Bionic Commando, I prefer the NES one for that, to be honest. 1943. Yeah, Ghosts and Goblins. So you, t- Strider. So to me, this is all about the, the value at this point, right? Sure. I mean, there, I mean it's a good game. Final list. Fight. There's but a yeah, lot, there's, I bought the I bought the beat 'em up collection like you did. There's a lot of games, but yeah, I, I'd be I'd be treading I'd be. Buying a lot of the same games again. Some of them I'm not super interested in. That? However, the la- the last pack has um, Pro Gear and Gigawing uh, on it, which are two great shooters. So I would probably buy that one eventually, but I haven't jumped into it yet. Okay, so not all these have been released before, but some of these are on the beat em up. Yes, or another like your Street Fighter Two. They just throw on there because they own the rights to it. Yeah, there's 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 a there's, lot of filler. There's Captain Commando on there. Uh, there's, there's literally every beat yes. up from that. Oh, collection. is it literally every one? <laughs> yeah, every single one is is in that collection somewhere. Super Street Fighter Two. So you get all the Street Fighter Two. So you, okay. So yeah, to me that's all about price. If it's twenty bucks, it's no brainer. Forty bucks, eh, I'm not going to play half of these games. If I didn't have all the beat 'em ups, and if I was more into playing Street Fighter Two over and over again, it would be a much easier I mean, sell. I, I'm I don't I don't hate the 1942 series. I want I don't want to play five or six different 1942 games. From that era. I, don't, I just, I, I'm not interested in it. No, I don't need that many either. That's a thing. So, all right. Well, that, that's, uh, that's, uh, that, that's our retro game topic here that they announced here. Oh, and the Ninja Guiding, uh, Master Collection. They're, they're going to get those on there and remaster those bad boys. I've never played any of those before, the n- newer Ninja Guidance. Neither have I. Looks like a good time to try it. All right. Uh, Ian, uh, we love to talk about BlizzCon. We're, we love we're, it. We're famous for it. We're famous we're for talking famous about for BlizzCon. BlizzCon. Uh, I'm not uh, going to spend a whole lot of time on BlizzCon. No, we shouldn't. Um, but I do love Diablo. I mean that seriously. That's always been the funny thing for me when it comes to the whole Diablo thing. It's like, I, I, if you were a fan, you'd understand. I, I fucking love Diablo. Uh, but Diablo 2 is getting a remaster. Um this is something that everyone basically knew was coming, but they just hadn't officially announced it, so they finally did. Uh, it looks pretty great, honestly. They are um, redoing what used to be like 2D pre, like those weird like rendered sprites, kind of like how uh, like Donkey Kong Country did, where you, you you make sprites out of like pre-rendered CG. Yeah. Um, they're turning it into full 3D models. I think there's going to be a toggle to go back and forth. They said under the hood, the game is basically going to run exactly the same. What about the toggle? Um, what about the toggle? And they are largely, I guess they said, not touching anything. And it looks like they learned some lessons from the um, Warcraft 3 um, problem where the Diablo 2 Resurrected, the remaster, um, will stand alone on its own it will not replace Diablo 2 on Battle.net. Okay. People were real upset when um, that Warcraft 3 Reforged or whatever it was called came out, and it ended up suppl- replacing. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Just have it separate. Let it be what, two what, separate what things, so if people are upset. And then there was a couple other things that happened that were announced, and honestly, I, I don't... 
just have no real interest well, Diablo in... Diablo 4. Diablo 4 looks fucking fantastic. They're never going to make that because they're also doing mobile games. Oh, no, they're always were developing Diablo 4. Yes. That's right. Because they have different people working on different things. That's it how companies work. Looks good. And That's I mean, how huge companies worth, uh, I don't know, a billion dollars can function. They can have multiple dev, dev teams working on different things, children. That's how it works. Sorry. I thought the announced trailer for the uh, Rogue was good. That's probably the first class that I'll play as. And then there was some... Uh, What's the so, Rogue class? Is it a quick little thief little guy? Uh, it's or the dexterity-based class. Um, and this one is going to be able to do ranged attack or melee. And um, each class is getting like some unique attribute. Well, of course, they always get unique attributes. I was going to say. <laughs> but more better. unique attributes. It, it, um, this character will be able to um, apply status effects to all their weapons. So we don't know when uh, 4 is coming out yet? Not next year? 2022 at the earliest is what they're saying. Uh, earliest. Which right. I think is a smart way to announce something. Instead of saying 2022 is the release date. At the earliest, you'll get it in 2022. So Then you can tie yourself with the remaster. And then I actually saw some people say uh, Diablo Immortal looked decent. Some people were saying on the, on the timeline, hey, it looks, it looks all right. You know, I can, I can play Diablo on, on the toilet. I have no interest in playing a mobile phone hack and slash RPG. None. You corporate shill. How, oh, no, that's right. You said the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. That's Blizzard. That's BlizzCon. That's Blizzard. That's what we do it every year. It's, it's a tradition. Uh, you want to talk about the HyperCon Square console, formerly Junior, getting pre-order? You don't care. I don't. We mentioned this, uh, was it last year when they announced it? A year and a half ago? Or a year ago? Yeah. It's it's a, a HyperGen console to play Game Boy and, and what, GBA games? And Game I will Boy mention this. Games. That's strange. If you look at the specs on it, oh, it says article. that GBA is in beta. Beta. Uh, which is weird because... The um, the Retron 5 did Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. And it also did it through And that emulation. came out like seven years ago. That's, like six years ago? It's, it's old it's been at a while. this point. So people are kind of wondering why GBA would be in beta. And I, the only thing I can think of, and I don't know this for certain, but the only thing I can think of is that after the whole open source emulator debacle, maybe they moved to in-house emulators and this one's not up to snuff. Or, or going through the deal to license it properly. Well, sure, but then that wouldn't explain why GBA is suddenly back in beta. Don't so, know. So, weird. Um, I mean, if this thing does what it says on the tin... There's a market for this. There's a market for about. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't like it, but there's a market 75 for 75 bucks. And I don't really care how people play their games, as long as they're playing the games they want to play. It's a cube. I think it's cute. Ian said it looked ugly, which is fine, because he loves how the GameCube looks. It's a cube. I think it looks fine. So, I... <laughs> it's, it looks cute to me, I think. My, it's going to be small and adorable. My friend Kelsey pointed out that it's small, and I somehow did not realize that. When you look at, look at it... Look at the controller next well, look to it. At, I, yeah. I thought for sure that was just a badly, like, proportion picture. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, no. I mean, that's a cartridge slot that's almost as wide as the entire thing. It's going to be, like, four inches, yeah, probably. Yeah, and it's four... It's, it's, it's a Game Boy size. So, yeah, it is going to be kind of cute. It's going to be, like, PC Engine sized. Probably a little bit cuter than I imagined, uh, initially thought. It's, and then you get one controller, which is a four-button controller, with concave and convex buttons yes i'm in just because of that a proper love how that controller has more buttons than you would need for game boy game boy color or game boy advance well game boy advance is four right yes but there's so, shoulder buttons too uh, turbo it up ian turbo it up you, who, turbo who's it up, ian? you're the only person who complain about having too many buttons 
Really? Versus not? I just think it's funny. Well, they, 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 well, mean, they the, they've got the mold. They, they've got the molds. We're not going to take away buttons. You know, give you give you more 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 <laughs> options is better than lessing it. Right? All right. All right. I right. give you options right. to see your podcast, right. don't I? All right. No, I don't. He's got to show up and, and right. do the job. All right. Mega SG. Um, so, uh, real quick on Mega SG and Papriam. Uh, Papriam has a lunatic that did this game. We've gone over Papriam, this. yes. He's a fucking lunatic um, with no proper updates, letting people know what's going on, and talking about weird shit like this is the greatest uh, achievement ever for a Genesis game and things like that. Uh, and, so, and it sounds like a good amount of people at this point got got their Papriam game, their beat 'em up game. Uh, what this guy did, and I confirmed this through uh, the genius Kevtris, who worked on all his analog products. Uh, if you bought Papriam, not only it doesn't work on every single regular Genesis model, it's only Papriam. certain ones. Papriam, um, Papriam uh, was not working on the analog Mega SG uh, FPGA console. Why? Because this developer specifically coded it to look for the Mega SG not to play it on that because he's a dick because he's a dick because he's a dick because he doesn't a, like the product he doesn't think it's fucking pure enough <laughs> you know even though his game doesn't work on every regular con- uh, Genesis console so Kevtris released a firmware update and said fuck you idiot and now you can play Paprium on your Mega SG so he updated the firmware to basically get around that uh, lockout that's all that's nothing to say about the quality of the game. This could be the best game ever. I don't care because the guy running it is a, is a fucking screwball. Yeah, and fucks with people. That's it. And there's a lot more to it. You uh, go 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 no, down no. that rabbit hole if you'd like. No, but, no, uh, go, yeah, go down it. I'm just I I don't think I've been more mad at something on the podcast the past two years than when we discussed that. Like for real, mad and, and angry and annoyed at, at the behavior of, of that individual out in uh, France. Um, and then there's a, a Super Nintendo race race driving uh, proto hack that has been released so there's been these sa1 um uh i don't know if, if the word port or hack is right i'm i i'm not super like up to t- up, up. i'm not super up on the terminology uh, sa1's an enha- one of the enhancement chips that it was, was used in super mario rpg um, i'll tell you right now i'll get the list it, but, you know, super mario rpg it was used in so this takes race driving uh a notoriously choppy game uh, with a very bad frame rate and makes it look incredibly smooth. Uh, it's really interesting to see. And it clued me into the fact that this is not the only game that has had this done to it. Um, there have also been SA1 versions of uh, Contra 3 done. Uh, Gradius 3 was one of them, where by doing so, it completely eliminates the slowdown that's slow down that's in the um standard releases of the game so i didn't even know this was something that was going on so it's it like was, a cpu boost basically yeah this was brought to our attention by uh, snes central and uh yeah it's very cool definitely look up a video of that for for the three race driving fans out there this this is a definitive way to play it this is more because it's a cool uh, thing patrick not everyone it's, it's not, not cool it's, it's not because everyone's gonna go yes not my favorite game yes is finally playable i could do the loop-de-loop and and, and 28 frames per second or 29 it's instead of four to see i'm not i'm, I'm not i'm not Hey, cool for the sake of coolness. But you said you said for was the Gradius on uh, Gradius three had a lot of slowdown on the Super Nintendo. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't played it in a long. Yes. Time. Okay. Notoriously shitty slowdown. Okay. So yeah, so this chip uh, I know it was used on like I think, I think on Top Gear two thousand it was used. I, I looked at a list. It was used in dozens of games. I didn't realize that. Um, 
like later, like PGA Tour '96, Top Gear three thousand. So that's why the Super Nintendo, uh, you know, won that war against Genesis because we can basically, all right, the Super Nintendo can't do it. We'll just make our chips to do this shit and put them on the cart. And there you that's go. That's what they did with the NES too. I mean, by the by the end, yeah, so I mean, different these, mappers. These, these, these cartridges are so yeah, the mappers. boosted and beefed up that. Trust me, I'm 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 learning about mappers right now. Wink and and what they can and cannot do, and it, yeah, it sort of elongated the lifespan of the NES by probably like four years by being able to screw around with this stuff. You know, if they couldn't do Kirby's Adventure on the NES, they would have moved on to the Super Nintendo like you know probably two years before you know what have you or, or got it out quicker and not have elongated the life. All right, um, you know what's going to elongate my life, Ian? If you head over to UltimateNintendo.com. Um, because there you can purchase an Apple pins, RBI baseball stickers, certain Super Nintendo and NES guidebooks and t-shirts. Ian liked that segue. Oh, I'm getting better at this to, to plug the store. Um, uh, the sale's done, uh, on the shirts. Thanks to everyone who got the, got, got a percentage off, um, on the shirts. I'll there. turn it into marijuana and booze. <laughs> thanks, thanks for your money. <laughs> turn it into drugs and alcohol. <laughs> what the hell is this? What these? What's with these? Uh, these fingers, Ian. These. These are the evil fingers. These ball tickling fingers. Ball tickling fingers. <laughs> Grundled tickling. Um, and I'll be on Twitch Wednesday night. Uh, f- I'm going to try to do it 4:30 Pacific time. That's a uh, 5:30 Mountain time through the mountain. Um, because I have poker tomorrow night. Uh, twitch.tv slash country code there dinosaur planet n64 game the legendary dinosaur planet the legendary dinosaur planet was uh, uh we had a beta leak beta a lot of beta talk so this is one that i have not looked into as much as i would actually like i remember when the 64 came out remember the um, time i didn't own one until late in the 64's lifespan i only owned it for a short period of time so i could play the hell out of no mercy. That's what it was. <laughs> I was trying to remember. I always, I always think WrestleMania 2000 is the last of that line, but it's not. No mercy is the last of that. No, line. no mercy is the, the crown jewel. The crown the jewel WWF of the games. AKI WWF games. Um, but Dinosaur Planet was a game that was in development by Rare, um, and it looked to heavily bite off of the 3D Zelda style. But it was new characters uh, on a planet with dinosaurs, and I was just like, holy shit, this is actually something I really want to play. Six-year-old Ian would love to be... I was not... Co- I was absolutely cavorting. not no, six I'm just, years old. No. <laughs> but you but thank you. A six-year-old Ian would be cavorting with dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Every kid loved dinosaurs when we were yeah. kids. Yeah. little plastic little guys. We loved dinosaurs. Jurassic so, Park was in the 90s. I really wanted Space Dinosaur Zelda. Like, I I was like, you know, this is actually a game that could get me... Working title. Space, Space Dinosaur, Dinosaur Zelda. I could totally buy an N64 for this. Um, But it just kind of fell off, and not much was said about it after a while. And then it was basically brought back for the GameCube and turned into Star Fox Adventures, uh, (laughs) a game that I bought and, I guess, enjoyed a little bit. Because you still have space dinosaurs, right? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah, there's dinosaurs in space, and I just... uh, That came out at a time where I was not playing many games. So it missed its window of opportunity (laughs) with me. But the... Like, a very full playable beta has has leaked. Um, And I believe most of the story is intact, and people have been going through it and seeing the differences between the... uh, You know, the version with Star Fox 2 horned in and the original idea. So in this version, it's a Fox character. This is like... 
during the conversion process, I take it, because the guy looks like Fox McCloud with, like, denim jeans on, right? I don't know. You got denim jeans on. <laughs> but he, it, this looks like they already had did, started the transition of, uh, oh, yeah, he says, I'm Fox McCloud. Okay, yes. There, so this is the transition. This is, like, the in-between of, of, of changing it into the game. Yeah. Got it. All right. Maybe Pat should look at the screenshot text and not be an idiot. So, so okay. So, so we don't have... This is a pretty later version, then, of this game. It's still not super early, but this is still a nice sort of spot in the uh, development cycle where you can say, okay, we decided to, you know, put a different IP on this. So, so you can play this... Um, I think it has to be... There's a little hack to get it to work on a, on a flash cart, from what I read. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you can play it on an emulator... Um, but it will not currently run 100% perfectly on an emulator because the N64 emulation sucks, once again. It's not It's not perfect. It's not close to perfect. You're, not, you're never going to get it perfect. It'll be the last one. In 100 years, they might get close to it. With with uh, with, with What the hell is it? What's what's the next next line of computing power we're getting to right now where it's like a 1,000 times the computing power currently? Quantum, quantum CPUs, whatever the hell it's called. I might just talk out my ass probably. So, are you, you going to check this out, Ian? I would like to at some point, yes. Um, so, what was the other thing I was going to say about this? It was purchased from uh, Force of Illusion. It purchased a disc from a private game collector in Sweden that had a build of Dinosaur Planet on it from December 1st, 2000. So, we're lucky that we were able to pull this because you can have bit rot on a CD. Um, and this is the danger of these private collectors hoarding this shit. I'm just glad that it's more and more we are for free. We are getting to the point where we can get this stuff. I'd almost would say I would almost would would have preferred if Forbes Illusion did not say they paid for it. <clears throat> this becomes a whole terrorist thing. Don't negotiate with terrorists sure. sort of thing. Just say, hey, we acquired it because now if someone else has something they might have released before for free. Oh, maybe I can uh, regain my investment on it, even though I bought it for nothing back in '98. You know, want to get out of it when I put it. Into Let's it. get out when I put it into it, like it's a fucking car that you restored. Jesus Christ! It's one of my least favorite arguments ever. Oh my god, pinball people use it all the time. It's ridiculous. I just want to get out of it. I want to get out of my Gateway 2000 computer when I put into it. No, it's it is it's worth what it's worth. It's less than the sum of his parts. Yep. What, are you, what are you talking about here? Uh, Mortal Kombat, Ian. Yes. I keep forgetting over the past year that they were doing a new movie for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> somehow, somehow I just kept forgetting about it. Yeah, um, I watched the trailer. Um, your mic, it looks like it will be uh, decent. I think it was pretty good. I'll watch I'm it. I'm not a big Mortal Kombat guy, but I, I saw the first movie in movie theaters. It, it's, it's regarded as the first good movie, uh, video game movie, the first Mortal Kombat. I love the first one. Uh, watch it about once a year with Fonny. It's it's a good time. Um, I uh, the thing I like about Mortal Kombat is I like the games, but I like the absolute stupid stories more than I like the games. I think so. I think Mortal Kombat is prime for movies, TV shows. I, well, they had the TV show. They remember did, yeah. they had TNT. They were terrible after the second movie came out. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I, it's on the cartoon. They made a cartoon somehow. It's one of those uh, properties that I do think lends itself very well to movies and other other spinoffs, comics, but stuff like that. You lose a lot if it's not R rated like this. Sure, it's always there's always so much you can dance around, like in the Mortal Kombat movie, not having an R rating. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, harder to do the fatalities. You know, you can do oh he's on fire, but you can't do the blood fatalities and gore stuff and. Yeah, so this uh, the, this trailer clearly shows quite a bit of blood and guts. Um, it's going to definitely visually uh, look like the games in that regard. So they have they have a new um, character, like a, what do you, what do you call him? It's a bridge character for the audience uh, named was it Cole? It's an MMA guy that has a tattoo on him. No, the tattoo means you got to fight in this tournament, or you're like one of the. Earth Realm defenders, what have you, along with uh, <laughs> they're changing a little bit because now I think Kano is a good guy in this, hanging out with Sonya. I mean, he might not be a good guy. He might just be why I don't know. Well, no, he's part of the crew that's walking around. He's part of the crew walking around with Jax and Sonya and Liu Kang. Perhaps and... they're unlikely allies. Okay, so I don't know. I don't, that doesn't bother me that much. I th- I think the characterization looks looks, looks okay. I'm interested in the new character. You have to have the, the. It's a character to tell you the story. It's a fish out of water. Uh, so, uh, so I'm not, that doesn't annoy me. Some people are saying, "Where's Johnny Cage?" I get that. They'll either cameo the guy or he'll be in the sequel. You know, that's the thing. Here's the thing about, here's the thing about Mortal Kombat. If you take it totally seriously, almost everyone t- dies. You can't take so Mortal like, Kombat serious. So, like, there's like four fatalities we see here. If you look real quick, it looks like Kano's taking the hard of spoilers of Reptile. Looks like so Reptile bites the dust, but he's like a throwaway character anyway, right? So who cares? Um, so someone pointed out another character is probably dead real quick. So you have to hold back some of these characters, or else they all get killed off within two movies, right? Some of the good guys die, some of the bad guys. They all die and find ways to get resurrected, time crystals rewinding shit. But that's the games. We're talking about a movie franchise. You know, it's hard to see someone get their head chopped off, oh, they're back the next movie. I guess you can do it, but this is going to be a franchise probably, right? This movie? I don't know. We'll see, won't we? Well, it's going to come out uh, April 16th uh, in, in no theaters here. Uh, but I'm guessing you'll be able to buy it online. Is this one of the? Is this a? Is this a, a Warner Brothers thing on, on HBO Max? I presume. Um, HBO Max is going to kill it this year. P- that's going to be the the hitter. That Disney Plus or HBO Max is ridiculous. All the movies coming on to it, uh, including uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Ian, uh, new picture of, of uh, uh, Jared Leto. Uh, po- uh, 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 Joker G- uh, Jesus. Jared Leto, Joker Jesus. Jared Leto, Joker Jesus. So they released a, an official picture of him. Jared Leto, Joker Jesus. It's got a good cadence. He's it. wearing a crown of thorns in a picture because that's Jared edgy. Jared Joker Jesus. And we're hanging out on a hot topic in 99, I guess, 2000. And that stuff's supposed to be cool. Like we're li- like Zack we're, Snyder knows uh, one allegory. We're, we're pumping, we're pumping fucking eff- eff- effervescence, uh, <laughs> rock in the back. Was that effervescence? <laughs> wake me up, wake me up. That's evanescence. Eff- <laughs> effervescence is what happens when you drop fucking Elka Seltzer into a glass. Whatever the soundtrack of the Daredevil 2002 movie was, that's what we're back in right now, Ian. Jerry Leto, Joker, Jesus. It's ridiculous. Why do you think most people? It's just running through my head at one stop. Why do you? Why would we think that seeing that would get people hyped to see this? Like, this could be a great, great, great uh, miniseries movie, The Four Hour Justice League. Jared Leto Joker Jesus. Jared Leto Joker Jesus. 
Why are you singing that in the same tone as shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker? I don't know. I think it's just an easy fucking tone to take. From so- the South Park movie. Uh, which, which never turns- seen the South Park movie. You've never seen the South Park movie? Mm-mm. I have not. Say what you want. They they can write music. It's a musical, and it's it's they got nominated for. Uh, we should have brought this up last week during our musical topic. I should have. South Park. The movie's a musical. They got nominated. One of the songs got nominated for an Oscar. That's one for, for you, delicious hot. You shows. never heard of the Blame Canada song? No. They got nominated for an Oscar. Literally. Oh. Yeah. Robin Williams performed it. Rest in peace on stage. I remember that for some oh. reason. Academy Awards. He performed it because he had to do a live performance of an animated musical. Yeah. Thing. Didn't win though. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Anyway, Jared Leto, Joker Jesus. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I, I think I, we have to watch this out of some weird, at this point, um, obligation. We have to watch this, uh, this four-hour uh, movie experience just, just, just to get through it. I don't have to go to a theater for it, and it's going to well, be broken up into four, four pieces, right? From what I read, that they went back on that. This is going to be a four-hour experience. I mean, they give the option. Oh, it's I don't just know. one four-hour fucking movie. You think the Irishman's long at three and a half hours? No, and this is not Scorsese. This is Zack Snyder. It's a little bit different. Scorsese knows how to pace. I don't think Zack Snyder probably knows how to properly pace a four-hour movie. Oh uh, <laughs> wow! All right, that's it for the intro. By the way, all right, we're done. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Ian. Pat. Um, This is going to be a a topic that push and pull... Uh, we were going to not talk about it was going to make the intro. How many times can we talk about this every week? The Intelligent Amico. Uh, they officially announced their delay. Everyone knew it was coming a day after our last podcast. We knew it was coming. It's officially going to be 10 10 21. This is their second delay um, that they're doing, their third release date, uh, which is fine and dandy. Um, of course, they they blame the pandemic and COVID because it's an easy whipping boy at this point. Hey, you know, our console's not ready because we can't get parts. It might be true somewhat. It might not be true. All I know is this. Um, this is the second delay. So we still had COVID back when they announced the first delay in uh, August to, to delay it to April. So it's just, we had the same situation. So again, to me, it's just bad project management and the fact that they're a year behind development and we don't know even know how many games are finished, which we'll get to in a bit. So whatever, you get another mulligan. Uh, this is the last mulligan you should get, though. I think once you once you delay something a third time, I think that's when you get all bets are off. Once you get to a third delay. You've started to see people on um, various forums, uh, Reddit, etc. Uh, they're starting to get a little bit more nervous yeah, because Reddit is not a circle jerk like Atari Age has been. No. Um, <clears throat> which, by the way, there's now a whole sub-forum for the Intellivision Amico on Atari Age, which I had no idea. It warranted a sub-forum. <laughs> Albert, what the fuck are you doing? I'm just going to ask that. Sorry, go on, Ian. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, because I care so much about the Amico. 
So on Reddit, people are getting. Oh, a little... people are starting to get. A, it seems like people are getting, seeming, seeming to get a little bit more nervous about it, um, and people are starting to starting to see more pushback against um, some of these game trailer videos that are being pumped out now, that are like being pumped twice out a week too, uh, because there's been delays, and now people are starting to wonder. Uh, they're starting to wonder, I think, about the truthfulness of statements that have been made in the past by uh, Tommy Tellerico, how you do that trick. Um, <laughs> sorry, to the tune of, uh, you know the song, look here. No, I think I do. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, so, anyway, uh, <laughs> so what I'm getting at here is, for instance, there was a video released recently. The launch for update. The, uh, I, I'm not saying oh. the launch. I'm, there's a video released recently for uh, Space Strikers, a game that we had seen a couple months ago. No, we saw it back in August. Okay, back in Re- August. Real quickly, yes. it's the 2D combination of um, Rocket League, combination of like Rocket League, Star Castle. Or, or, or yeah, where you have a tar- targets that uh, circular targets, and and you have four players in the screen, and you and you hit a ball around to to score it in the goal. You knock you knock off the, uh, the 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 barrier, and then you get in the goal. But you can also grab it and use physics to like throw the ball. It looks like it's a very simple single screen game. I, I thought it looked okay. Yeah, at the time I mentioned that I thought it looked you know fun enough. It was definitely one of the ones that I pointed out, and I was like that one could be fun. Um, so they posted a video showing gameplay, um, and they kind of po- they posted it on the Space Strikers. Space Strikers. Yeah, they posted it on the uh, official Amico account um, as gameplay, but they showed it running on a PC with Xbox One controllers. Well, they they say there's these are four German developers, and they say uh, we are playing on the PC version. Yeah, that's what they say, and they are playing with Xbox controllers, all four of them. So it's like, huh, okay. They And then uh, what was said, I believe, by Tommy was that they were unable to get... They did not have access to four Amico controllers. <clears throat> well, 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 yeah, this is what they said. Uh, real quick, this is what they said. Because uh, the, top, the top comments, to Tommy's credit, are not deleted. In quotes, Amico exclusive title. In quotes, we're playing on the PC version. This is a comment. Question mark? Tommy says, almost every game ever made uses a PC hooked up to a development kit to create it. Smiley face. They did not have access to four Amico controllers, and the implementation on the mobile app has not been optimized, so they played it directly from the PC instead. Here's the deal. It says, the video title says, Space Strikers Gameplay. Little space and that fucking vertical line, Intellivision Amico. The assumption is that this is Intellivision Miko gameplay we're seeing. That's the assumption, the reasonable assumption, if you're posting it on your official Intellivision channel, that we are seeing a Miko gameplay. That is the assumption. That's not a bad assumption. That's a reasonable assumption to make. Uh, it's also been stated numerous times that Unity is being used, so I don't think there is actually anything particularly special for a dev kit necessary. It's a PC game until it may- makes its way to the Amico. Not an Amico game being developed on the PC, if what I'm saying makes sense. Sure. Um, <clears throat> it's They're literally just running the Unity version of the game. Uh, Matt Smith says, I'm also confused why they're advertising Amico, but playing it on a PC with Xbox controllers. Hmm. Uh, another comment, as much as I love the Amico, I'm beginning, I'm beginning to think the fancy controller might be its Achilles heel. That's the first thing we ever said about this, that the controller is terrible. The first thing. Besides the intelligent names, like the controller has to go. And we were uh, called idiots. Yes. For this. 
uh, uh, we, we, we were we were chastised for daring to think that a controller that no one fondly remembers would be a good idea for your system that's not chasing fans of the anyway um, uh, so one more from Ninja Kitty Games I thought all Amico games were exclusive <laughs> and how come they didn't show or explain how it would play differently on the Amico controller great point Ninja Kitty Games uh, one response was all games will be exclusive or will have an exclusive add-on slash extra that is unique to the Amico that doesn't mean it's exclusive anymore by the way it is yeah that's, a, that, that's redefining the word exclusive yeah that's not what the word exclusive means um, so this game is not going to be an exclusive uh, because it's been reported that this is a, a game called uh, what is it Neon uh, Neon Shifters yes so this is a game they're also developing I saw one uh, in German video I, my German's not that great but when they say the word Nintendo Switch in German in their dev video I don't think that trans- translates to anything else but Nintendo Switch that they mentioned so they mentioned Intelligent Amico and Nintendo Switch so I think this, this game is coming to Nintendo Switch I believe someone form. said on their LinkedIn there was a mention of at least a PC version so it seems like this is definitely not an exclusive and my whole reason for bringing it up was quickly just to make this point um, constantly we've been told that the system is 99.9% ready. It's almost done. If it wasn't for... They were ready to release it in October. They were ready to... This should have been ready to release it, but but it's, it's, it's the supplies and things. My question is, you are not... If you cannot get the controller, the unique controller for your system into the hands of your devs, you are far further behind than I think anyone realizes or wants to, you, you were not you were not any i feel like if they don't have those controllers they probably weren't they, they had to have known i think in october that they weren't ready to release in april that's just too far behind i mean number one thing if if you're, if you're telling them that it's going to be unique because of the controller and how it controls they should have access we, to that to make sure that it's working with the game as intended we we, we always talk, talked about the timelines not just for production but if you're going to release a game console you must have everything locked down several months beforehand there's too many moving pieces not to have it locked down. You can do minor updates to your console, but your launch games have to be just about ready to go. Your infrastructure, your store, all, all the all the all the server stuff that's got to be tested and ready, and ready. You can't be trying to hammer that stuff out while the stuff's on the boat from China coming over. Sure. That's danger. You imagine shipping a console not having that stuff ready. You go to connect it and you can't play your console or get any of the games or download new games. Like this has to be ready. So uh, it's alarming. Uh, real quick, this Intellivision Amico launch update video uh, for investors, basically, because it's a horrible video, has all this, the, the suits talking about, uh, you know, uh, making sure our goals are aligned and, and Ian's corporate speak that he loves so much. Jesus, everyone looks so stressed in that video. It, it, it's a hostage video just about. He lured everyone into the Amico office. You're going to do this video. We, you have, they have to for the investors. Because now, if, if you invested in this a month ago, all of a sudden, you, get, you got a video saying, oh, by the way, it's like coming out in April, uh, which everyone knew. Uh, I gave it a negative chance coming out in April. It's going to be uh, now coming out for October. So you got to keep the investors uh, satiated and hooked and potentially get new ones. Um, Hans Ip, Ip, Ipish said that they were, plan- they were planning some sort of, like... Um, in-person uh, European, uh, I guess, uh, demo blitz uh, f- for uh, for March, uh, and said, "Well, we had to cancel that because of all the stuff going." You wouldn't have known months ago that in March we'd still have the same issues due to COVID that we had back in October or November. I mean, is there either no foresight or no project manager going on, or you're just waiting again until the last minute to cancel this shit or to to, to delay it? Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. 
at this point. It's a terrible video. I cannot believe they put it on the channel. It must have been for the investors on Republic, but it's just a terrible, uh, terrible video. So um, they also did the uh, the bomb squad. Uh, you can't even call it a teaser. I mean, it, 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 what what is it? An announcement video where they show it says like in game in game engine gameplay of them showing like uh, uh, all all the the dials and the buttons and all the color stuff. I guess when you play Bomb Squad on the Intellivision Miko, in theory, eventually that's how the interface will look. It's a it's a proof of concept, I guess, but not even. It, it, well, it's weird to me because it's a sh- it's it's a teaser, but we already had a teaser for Bomb Squad. We got a teaser for Bomb Squad in the August video with no gameplay. With no gameplay. But this this is a shorter teaser, a different shorter teaser, still with no gameplay. It's like this. What might be the interface with your buttons, different color coded things, and um, it, it it says like gyroscope, accelerometer, LED lighting, speaker, microphone, touchscreen, force feedback. So I guess all the things you will use to um to to disengage the bomb but you literally see it for 15 seconds. Is this game going to be ready to come out? It says ex- it says exploding on, what's the date? The Back to the Future date. Oh, it's going to be a launch title, potentially. They well, got, they got the developer months. may, I mean, and here's the thing. I, I want to, and I always feel like I maybe don't say this enough. Developers who were approached with money who are trying their hands at this, by all means, I, I mean... Go for it. This developer yeah. may have an idea and may be ready to go with it, but we also, when you look at this teaser, it says that it uses every aspect of the Amico controller. I honestly think this could be a very interesting game if it was done right and you know released properly. But if the but we haven't seen every aspect of the Amico well, controller, we haven't. And if the people who are making that uh, Space Striker game can't get a hold of four Amico controllers to demo their game. W- does this guy have Amico controllers in hand? What What's he waiting on? We have not seen a controller uh, function, I believe, yet with the LEDs on it. We have not seen that yet. Uh, no, we did once on the wheel. On the wheel we did? Yeah. But did we see it with a game I in concert? Know. I have no idea. I don't know. Did we see the... Do we see the... Well, we don't know if the gyroscope works, because when it flips upside down, it's, 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 it's not flipping the controls. Um, yeah. This is this is not giving me confidence. What's also not giving me confidence is the fact that the four devs, when they're playing uh, Space Strikers, they're all using an Xbox controller because that's the type of controller you should use to play a game like that. That's not going to be available if you buy the Amico. You're going to have two packed-in controllers, and then you're going to download an app to play a game like Space Strikers, which which requires you know twitchy, quick arcade controllers on your on your phone. Yeah. You're going to be at a huge disadvantage versus the people using an actual, uh, you know, tactile controls. Huge mm-hmm. disadvantage, um, which again goes to show that it's a horrible idea to, to do the, those controllers and then have that. I would hope that they sort of switch course and say, okay, we'll do a Bluetooth c- connectivity for some of these arcade games. Because obviously, for Space Strikers, you don't need to use the Amiga controller on its surface. No, it's it's up, down, left, right, and a button for the physics thing. Maybe a second button for like shield or what have you. Like that's all it is. And uh, most of these games, the further along they come, the more we see you don't need the Amico controller to do anything special on it. Um, They'll force it with Bomb Squad, I guess. That'll be the one. Sure. And I do think Breakout will play better with a you know a a dial than it would just a, a standard motion. It's not but a dial could, though. But you could also play it. No, it shows it rotating. It's spin. You it, can it's spin been, it. It's been shown spinning. Yeah. It's not just pressing around. It's actually... You can yeah. spin it? I'm pretty sure it's been shown spinning. Okay. 
If not, then there's okay. even less. Of I a think use it's for more it. like an NES Max. You have to press it around. That would not surprise me. But I, I at one point, someone I if it we're was wrong, some, yeah, at, I'm at sure one we'll get point corrected. I thought it was supposed to be used as a uh, as a spinner, as a spinner as well, like the old Bally Astrocade controllers where you can press them or spin them. God, if that's not true, then like the last thing I thought interesting about that system is gone. Have we seen the the disc spin? Because the original television, they didn't spin. No, I know it didn't. It, it was it's it a did. thumb pad with yeah. sixty four. It's an analog, basically. Oh, if it doesn't spin. I don't though, think it spins even. Dumber. It's even dumber. <laughs> You're holding out that it could spin so you can you can play Breakout. I would. I mean, I wouldn't be playing Breakout because I'm not. Well, spending, you can play it on the computer. I'm not, I'm not spending. Well, that's also where I was going. So Moon Patrol has been shown playing on a phone. Yes, play it's a phone, a phone app. It's a phone app. Uh, Breakout has been shown being played with a mouse. Uh, Finnegan Fox is. You can play that on with any controller. So Bomb Squad is really the one that is like... I feel like that's the one you would definitely want to show some gameplay of to really show off what your controller can do. But they probably don't but have they that don't. all ready to go. So they and can't. the only reason they, they, they're not showing it is because they can't show it. They don't have it ready to go. It's not They're not waiting for a special time to show this. No. So we're going to have probably small drips up until October uh, here. Unfortunately, if you pre-ordered one, well, so I saw well after the after the the, the shenanigans of trolling us, uh, there were some people that said I'm not interested anymore, giving my money back. But uh, this is this is the last chance. This is it. You you get three strikes, you're basically out. Oh yeah, no, I don't. There's I only don't. so long, so much, so long you could blame something that's ongoing that you can account for. Either either you're lying or you're incompetent. It's one or the other. Right. at that point. Um. So all right, we we, we were betting on percentages. Uh, I think I said thirty percent chance that it comes out. It was they say ten or thirty percent in the summer that was originally postulated. What percentage this comes out in October, Ian? And people have it in their hands on ten, ten, twenty-one. And now we're going to be totally analytic here and not try to use our biases here to predict this. With all you know and what all you've seen, will this be in people's hands? Ten, ten, twenty-one. Uh, do I personally? <laughs> No, I don't think it will be. If I had to give it a percentage, a percentage. I'd say it's a coin toss. You think it's 50-50? You're always a little more optimistic than me. Because I I well this is the Too other big thing to that, fail? well this is the other thing that comes uh, that, that comes along with the uh the Amico. I think he's going to no matter what his his personality is going to uh shove something out the door. And get it in people's hands. But people keep acting like the launch of the Amico would be the celebration. It's like, that's getting to the starting line. Like, you know what's just getting to the starting line. You know what's someone we both respected <clears throat> a lot? I won't say who they were. When the Coleco Chameleon w- was being developed, I people, uh, one person tell me, someone I love, said, if there's a person who can pull it off, it's Mike Kennedy, based upon their past experience. Really? There's, yes. Okay. I won't tell you. I'll tell you in private who said that to me. All Someone right. I love and respect told that to me. Past experience is is not a future in, uh, indicator of success. Your past, uh, you know, history. I will give this. I'm going to be totally. This is me being totally reasonable. Uh, I'm going to give this a 28 percent chance it comes out. So a little better than one in four. That's not terrible odds. No one took me up on my bet that it would have come out in April when I when I gave you four to one. Surprise! <laughs> none, of, none of the insider access folks, uh, you know, for some reason, uh, said that I'll give it a twenty eight percent chance it comes out in October. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe 33 would be... Oh, no, you, you're locked in at 50-50. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're at the I coin personally, flip. like I said, I don't think it will make it. Well, but if you don't think it'll make it, then you got to go 49%. You got to go a little less at 50 yeah, 49%. Okay, 49%, 28%. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. I think it was very easy for him to be like, well, we're just going to put it back to the old date. And I don't know that enough thought was put into that. I think, realistically, this probably comes out next spring 2022 yes. we'll push it back another year yeah or so you think that year will, will people be interested anymore no i i think if he misses this date he's going to lose whatever almost support. all his steam so. yeah and that's the part of what has me at the 50 50 it's like i said I, i'm not saying it would be a good product but i could see him rushing to get it out to not lose that momentum well we'll update you remember we're, <clears throat> you were talking this has to be in production roughly three and a half months before the release date so you go backwards from october september is one month august is two this has to be in production to be safe by like july this thing's got to be buttoned up we'll just say in four a little over four months four and a half months this has to be in production this does not buy you a huge amount more of time no in the grand scheme four and a half months this this has to be a fully done functional console functional controllers the games better be close to done by then or else you're really especially the pack games where you're really gonna be running it running a risk by then so we'll update you in july if we're, if we're, we don't know for sure this is production by july it's going to be in trouble again but we said the same thing back in august about we'll update you a few months we'll update you in january it should be in production by then it wasn't and for some reason they do not announce as soon as they know it's not going to be in production, that's when you should announce a delay. But for some reason, they wait an unreasonably long amount of time to do the, the real update. They let people hang. So I, I still people people on the Reddit are like, oh, it's still going to come out in April, right? A couple of weeks ago, it's like, no, it's not. They missed their production deadline. There's no way it's going to be produced, manufactured on, on a cargo ship from China in that amount of time. It just can't happen. Right, is that it? On this one for now? I think that's it. I mean, as, as long as they uh, commit these uh, uh, unforced errors, we'll talk about it. We, don't want, we did not want to talk about Space Strikers on its servers, but the fact that they're not playing on, on an Amico, uh, they're not using the controllers, we, we, you can't ignore weird shit like that at this point. And the fact that it's not an exclusive game as well. All right, Ian. Yes. Uh, the folks at Analog, makers of <clears throat> fine FPJ hardware, um, like the Mega SG Genesis, the Super NT Super Nintendo, the NT Noir uh, NES FPGA, uh, as well as now the upcoming uh, analog uh, pocket, Game Boy, and, and multi, I guess, multi uh, handheld device. And they're also doing the Duo as well. Uh, they, they come out with an announcement clearing up in, in an article, in a tweet, cleared up some... Uh, <coughs> Some some uh, some PR stuff that we, we talked about before about talking about um, limited quantities versus limited editions about when stuff's going to be remade again. There's some su- surprises in there. Talk about customer support stuff, and uh, it's a it's a nice little announcement they made, and credit, it's, it's encouraging. Yeah, credit where credit is due. Uh, we asked for <clears throat> more transparency and better communication from Analog. Uh, I've said it a number of times on this podcast. I like their products. I've never particularly liked their communication and how they handle their releases. Um, 
but they have done they put out this press release which does a pretty good job of clearing up the air around some of those things so the important things let's talk about um limited editions um they talk about how they know people are frustrated that the pre-orders for the pocket sold out quick pocket is not a limited edition product see below for a description of the terminology we'll get to that more pockets will be available for purchase in 2021 they say with all things considered, we will be doing our best to keep Pocket in stock, excuse me, in 2021. Sign up for stock notification, etc. So it sounds like, at the very least, they will be trying to get out multiple shipments of Pockets beyond the pre-order um, run through 2021. So what does in stock mean? Well, we'll go into what their, ta- what their terminology says. When they say limited quantities... They mean that when a new product is announced or released, there will be limited quantities available for the initial production run pre-orders. Any product that is not a limited edition will continue to be produced. It's our aim to restock non-limited edition products as soon as possible. So what they're saying here is this. If If it is not otherwise stated, basically by being a limited edition, if you miss out on a product during a pre-order window... That does not mean you will never get one. That does not mean that you will have to pay hundreds and hundreds over retail to get one. It means you'll have to be patient and wait, but that they will be coming at some point down the line. Limited editions is a little bit more specific. Um, Actually, all of these look, some of these look really cool to me too. Uh, They've done a couple of special editions. They did one with uh, Ghostly International, which is a record label. They did one with Hyperdub, which is another record label for the Genesis, Ghostly for the Super Nintendo. Um, Those, the Ghostly one came with uh, startup sounds done by various artists. The one with the clear shell? That one had a white shell with with the ghost on it. Okay. Uh, Hyperdub, the Hyperdub uh, Mega SG, I believe, did have like a clear smoky or a green shell, and that came with actually a chiptune album uh, on cartridge done by a bunch of different gotcha. Hyperdub artists like Burial and such. So those are truly limited. When those are gone, those are gone. They're not coming back. Um, this is, I think, key. When it says sold out, <clears throat> that means this product has sold out and will not be produced again. So if it ever says officially sold out, that means that's the difference between out of stock means it's coming again. Sold out means truly sold out. So this does clear it up. Uh, This helps people who are looking at the site and being like, well, this has been out of stock for six months. Does this mean I'm never going to get one again? As long as they're playing by their own rules and their own definitions. Now, you know what to expect when you're shopping for something on their site. So so one of the the big things that we sort of hid in the lead is that they're uh, they're doing more super NTs. Oh, yeah, they're doing more Super NTs and uh, more Mega SGs as well. Mega SGs, Super NTs, and um, Pockets are all going to be... uh, Mega SG and Super NT will be getting uh, restocks, and uh, Pocket will be getting more production this year. Well, thank God for the Pocket, uh, because none of us got a chance... Oh, you got yours, but (laughs) most of us didn't get a chance to get one. I still need to get the Game Gear uh, adapter, though. And uh, I need to get a Mega SG at some point, since uh, the one they gratefully provide went to you, I believe. And yes. I, and I have the Super NT. So I'd, li- I'd like to get the Mega SG at some point as well. So, yeah, the Analyte Pocket and and uh, is, is out of stock. And then we go to the Super NT, notify me when it's in stock, out of stock. And I thought the Mega SG was still around that you could buy. Oh, no, that's out of stock as well. No, that's been out of stock since, like, I think it was uh, late summer. Okay, wow. So when the pocket came out, you could still get the when when the whole pocket pre-order thing happened, you could still get the SG, but a couple months after that it was it was gone. So they realized, "Hey, we want to make money. We want to produce more." 
Um, obviously, some parts are hard to come by and to produce this, but um, and right now, there's not, there's not they can't really sell anything right now, right? <laughs> there's not a huge amount they could sell right now. Looking at it, uh, the adapters are coming soon <coughs> on things. Turbo graphics adapter, uh, yes, I will be getting that if I ever get a pocket. Absolutely, I'll be getting that and the Links one. And Ian will get 14 of the Neo Geo Pocket color adapters. Probably, I'll get every adapter. Oh, you know what? Yeah, at that point, yeah, why, why, why not? Why not do that? Even though I only have, I only own like two or three Neo Geo Pocket color cards, which I think are on the shelf above you, right there. Those three, for some reason, they're right near Ian because Ian is drawn to them. I put them right near him. Those, are, those are my only ones right there. That I own oh, those three. Yeah, right here. Yeah. And next to it, I believe, is a, is a Gamecom game. <laughs> it's a Gamecom game. That is. I don't that know is. why they're there. That's the pack-in. And then what do you have? What do I have, Ian? Puzzle Link. Uh, I believe that's a slot machine. And Puzzle Link 2. So not, not, not the heavy hitters of the system? Not the heavy hitters, Patrick. <laughs> not the heavy hitters. I don't, own, I don't own one. I don't believe. I don't think you do. No, I do. I don't know where it is. I own a steely gray one, I believe. Steely gray. Because they have, they have the... Do I have one or a Wonder Swan? No, I have one somewhere. I bought one. I bought one at Syracuse like four years ago for like thirty bucks. Okay, so this is great news because now uh, they listen to whining from people like me and you and others that are like, "Hey, we we want to buy your products. You're making it difficult to deal with this stuff." That's it. I still though would wish up front they'd say, "This is going to be a limited uh, pre-order," and not just say it months in advance. And you say it right before. Well, I, be I, I think they pretty much did say that. Where, where, what was I looking? I, uh, uh, there was wording that, there was wording that, that made me think. Um, limited. Where was it? Oh yeah. So limited quantities when a new product is announced or released. So I assume that to mean pre-orders. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, well, this is great news. I, I, we don't, we don't have timing yet for the next batch of the pocket, though. Correct? It's going to come out. Uh, I believe the pocket soon, is supposed to right? come out in April. Yeah, like, that's spring, right? Yeah, that was that was an insurmountable wait, and now it's like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm only like maybe a month away from actually getting this. Yeah, thing. rub it in, Ian, because uh, <laughs> you would tear it open and sit down and play Game Boy games all day. <laughs> No, I would, well if I get the if I could have got the adapter, I would have went right to Bonk's Adventure oh, or something like that or Blazing Lasers because that's going to be amazing. That alone, the fact that you're not dealing with you know eight AA batteries on some of these old con like the Game Gear is, uses ungodly amount of batteries. Yeah, the Turbo Express is what four or six? I think it's like six or whatever it is. That alone makes us worth it. Like that might pay for itself over years. <laughs> just the bat, <laughs> let alone you're getting a better you know clearer experience, right? Yeah, and different options, uh, and a better screen. And buttons. So, all right. Well, that's that's good news uh, with with analog. Anything else to to to, to add on here? Or are we good on the analog? Who who they want to sell stuff they just can't right now because everything's sold out. Yeah. This CU podcast segment is sponsored by NordVPN. It's what I use to keep myself safe online, and you can too. If you care about the security and the privacy of your online presence, you should definitely check out NordVPN. I've used NordVPN when uh, accessing public Wi-Fi when I've traveled, at a restaurant, or even at home when I just want internet privacy. NordVPN has tons of features and benefits. They have thousands of super-fast servers in 60-plus countries. They don't use any data logging whatsoever. Android and iOS apps exist to keep your mobile browsing experience secure, and they have 24-7 customer support. It uses military-grade encryption, and there is a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. 
Right now, you can get a huge discount on a two-year NordVPN plan at nordvpn.com slash podcast. And when you use our code podcast, you get an additional month for free. Again, that's nordvpn.com slash podcast for a huge discount on a two-year plan and pop in that CU podcast code for an extra month free. Take control of your internet experience today with NordVPN. Ian, Pat, um, a, a momentous occasion. Momentous. Momentous. The Legend of Zelda celebrates its 35th anniversary. The Legend of the Zelda. 35th anniversary. So Legend of Zelda uh, came out originally on the Famicom disc system. And um, obviously everyone in our audience came out February uh, February 21st, 1986. Mostly everyone here got it in 1987 when it came out uh, in North America. Unless we have someone in Japan that is listening to us. And um, it, it, to me, try not to, not to, not to use hyperbole. Super Mario Brothers started this. It sort of fulfilled the promise to me of what a video game could be without me realizing it, if that makes sense. Sure. Time. Prior to, you want to say prior to 87, 86, 85, because the NES was still barely anyone's hands, video games still um, had this sort of um, simplistic, oh, not all, but most, 95% had a simplistic, quick gameplay quality to them where they were based upon quick re- quick reactions, uh, ramping up difficulties to unfair degrees fairly quickly because they're all based on arcade uh, game mechanics um, and not having a real story to tell. It's just, hey, you're a guy... Uh, in a spaceship shooting people. <laughs> hey, guy. Hey, you're, uh, you're a, a gnome or a spaceship shooting spiders and a centipede coming at you. We don't know. The, we don't care. Hey, you're <laughs> shooting as- asteroids. Hey, the most, the, most, uh, the most heavy we'll get is that, hey, you're, you're defending um, cities from IC- ICBMs, from some weird uh, nuclear holocaust that might happen. That's the story you got. Yes, there were some exceptions. Uh, but th- for the most part, that's what you got because that's all what could have been communicated through a game console. There wasn't right. a huge amount you could do. Uh, there's there was one offs like I guess like Quest for the Rings on the Odyssey two, and yes, you did have um, some early PC games like you know some of those early Ultima games that try to tell a story, um, or or you had uh, some dungeon crawlers, but there was always an element missing. So like those early Ultima games look like ass. You know, compared to a console game at the time, right? None but, of them did. Uh, none of them did this as lushly as the original Legend of Zelda did. Um, and how do I want to describe this? The gameplay was it wasn't representative. It wasn't like some of the early RPGs where you bump into enemies and it does some calculations and takes yeah some numbers. The off. gameplay is not really there. Um, you're swinging a sword, and the sword connects and hits the enemy, and that's you hear how, it. That's how damage is done. I mean, this sounds like it's something so simple and stupid to say now, but that was a big deal at the time. The, the Octorok shoots a, shoots a rock at you; it bounces off your shield. It's taking, you hear it. It's taking a lot of the imagination work we all had to do with early video games and role playing games, and it's putting it right there on the screen for you. It's one of the first times you're truly seeing everything represented. Sure, full story. Full gameplay, we, we we sort of gloss over the fact that like the NES sound was like leagues ahead of consoles before that, like leagues ahead of everything else before that. 
We, we almost forget that. Forget about the PC and your freaking PC speaker of the early 80s. Oh, yeah. And now many people even had the ad-lib that came out. What was that? Ad-lib came out like what? Uh, without looking. 80, I want to say 86, 87. But not, not a lot of games would feature it yet. Or, right. So like even with that, you're, you're playing catch-up. The NES sort of brought it all together. And The Legend of Zelda brought it even a step further in terms of like storytelling than Super Mario Brothers did. Because Super Mario Brothers is a platformer, right? You're going, you have like you know a minute of play at a time from stage to stage, right? Roughly a minute of time. We'll say you go through it. And um, the biggest story is, hey, you're trying to rescue the princess and you keep fighting the same Bowser and Toadstool says, get the hell out of here. She's not here. That's your story. This is a world that you could go in and out of. And again, with full uh, like sound effects, a great score, that you couldn't do uh, on other consoles like that to that extent. Uh, all the different items. You could play how you wanted to. You can take your time. You can just uh, you know, screw around and just, and just see what's out there. You can solve the puzzles at your own pace. So again, th- these were all done in, in certain degrees in other games, but not all together in one package like this. Right. This, was, this was it to a lot of people. Like, this, is, this is like the transformative sort of game to a lot of people because of that. And it's a, it was a magical experience at the time. Like you said, it, it just and we discussed this a little bit when we discussed um, what would it look like without Nintendo, but it was I don't know kind of one of those defining games that showed that games could Mario showed that there could be more depth to games than just arcade games, but then Zelda doubled that. Sure. Um, ad lib. Uh, let's see the first ad lib. Eighty seven. So yeah, they're not even there yet. NES is way ahead of them. Yeah, way ahead of the computer. And God, please, please, no one bring up a freaking ColecoVision game or something like, oh, this game you could no, nothing was close to Legend of Zelda. We would be discussing it. But, if, if, but if what about was... adventure? <laughs> hey, event, you had to start somewhere with adventure and the Raiders of the Lost Ark and Target. But you see, like, yeah, we're talking. This uh, fulfills the, the promise of what a video game could be to a lot of people without us even realizing it. We didn't before I played Legend of Zelda. You know, on my NES, yeah, I had like Spy Hunter and Akari Warriors and Super Mario Brothers, which was mind blowing. But even like you're talking about two arcade games and one game that was uh, you know one of the best games ever for a reason. So you get Legend of Zelda, like I don't re- I don't remember asking for it. I just knew I wanted it because this is before. Remember, remember <clears throat> this is a full year. I didn't ask for it either. I got I, that, I was, got that was that was one of those games that I got because my parents wanted it. <laughs> so I got mine spring of '88. Remember, Nintendo Power didn't come out till summer of '88. You just had the Fun Club, and I only had the one free issue they sent you when you like mailed away got the last issue. So I must have saw it in Fun Club, because that dumb commercial wouldn't have sold it to me with uh, the, the the voice of uh, Buster Buster Bunny going Zelda Zelda and wearing all black. Like I don't remember how I got it, but I got it with my sister. My father bought it for us, uh, I believe. I believe from Kitty City, uh, and the fact that it was in gold lets you know that this was special. This is not just any other video game as well. This is high class. We're spending the money to put it in a gold cartridge. Like Nintendo did that for a reason, a specific reason. They could have put it in a great cartridge and it would have sold probably just as well. Uh, but the fact that they put it in a gold cartridge and they showed you the gold cartridge, they showed it with a little uh, die cut on it. The advertising worked on Young Patrick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like that die cut though. That's why I I love that box. It's the little out in it. I mean, like, when you think about it, Nintendo knew they had something. They knew that they would wow you once you got it in your hands, but we're still talking about 87. So it's like, the NES is finally starting to get out to everyone in 87. 
and we really have to let people know this is something special. And yeah, that was, did, they, did they do that again besides Zelda 2 to do the die cut? No. I don't think they did that. I think Zelda, I thought Zelda 2 had a die cut. Yeah, as besides well. that, I mean. Oh, no, no, I don't think there was any other game that did. I can't think of it. No other colored game. That was a licensed game. Once you go to South America, they use the gold cards for that. Uh, that, that uh, I actually kind of want that. Was it World Cup and Tetris? What was it? Uh, no, it's uh, Nintendo World Cup and Super Spike V-Ball. Why the hell have I never bought that before? I, I, saw it, I saw it at Portland a few years ago. They wanted like 90 bucks for it. I was like, eh, it's a little too I should have bought it. I, I, it used to be cheaper than that, too. And now it's probably more expensive. But I actually really like both those games. It's just a, they, oh, they had shells left over. We're yeah, going to put them in gold. Silly. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. It's, it's silly. I kind of wanted that. Um, so what are, what are your first Zelda memories, Ian? My first Zelda memories are... Um, I remember looking at the poster. that come, the, the poster that came with Nintendo's with all the screenshots on it. And I remember my dad having interest in Zelda 2. Zelda 2 is actually where we started. And I remember going to the uh, Toys R Us the one day with my mom. Um, you didn't want to grow up yet. And my brother. And I think she was like getting a... a I think I had to get like a birthday gift for someone's birthday party that I was going to or something like that. Um, man, that was a racket. That's a racket back in the day. I don't know if they still do that. I mean, there's no, but uh, all those like school parties, like have all your friends over, like have the whole class over oh, and yes. make them all buy you fucking toys and shit. Holy fuck. I wasn't going to get 12 different presents from my, from my, from my parents. Are you kidding me? It was the best thing ever. <laughs> That's probably how, that's probably how I got my my one little uh, mask, uh, little green motorcycle guy. That was probably some kid that oh, it was like five bucks buy from. <laughs> Fucking the best thing ever. But you, but you fed him, you fed him ice cream cake or a little yeah, bowling alley trip. Sure. Um, so <laughs> <racket>. anyway, <laughs> it is. Uh, I remember my mom grabbing Zelda two for my dad because it was on the shelf and I knew she was having trouble finding it. So it was around the time of the you know where that game was impossible to buy and he was sick so she bought it for him she was like hey you're dead sick i'll get him this game so we played it and loved it and then zelda one came after and um the thing that i and i I know i've said it on here before but the thing i always remember is how deeply into those games my parents got i loved zelda 2 i did not get into zelda 1 as much as they did but the amount of maps that they drew the hand-drawn maps the notes i wish i still had the binders of everything they did for the Zelda games, both the first and the second. For, for like dungeons, because they had the overworld map. Well, they had came they, with it. Yeah, but they would always map out shit that they were doing on paper, and they played a lot of D and D too. So this was okay. This was second nature for them. So for but, them, this is like holy shit. This blew their right. Mind. Exactly. Yeah. This would have been like you know, I, this would have been a few years after they had stopped their last campaign because I remember they took a break after I was born. Um, so they hadn't been playing D and D or whatever, and then this comes along and just absolutely blew their minds. And I remember uh, watching my dad beat Ganon and all that. And like I said, I played Zelda 2, but Zelda 1, I had far more fun watching my dad play Zelda 1 than I did ever playing Zelda 1. And the fact that this was a game, an NES game, that you you came back to. Like sure. This, this, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you uh, you could do it with, um, with, what's the, Kid Icarus and what, Metroid with the password saves before this? Yeah. But the fact that, hey, we're giving you a battery. You can do up to three different people comply it that's that so many modern games don't even give you like three safe slots anymore you get one but the more i think about legend of zelda i don't think we gave this game enough credit looking back on all the stuff this game did at the time i think we we almost not not say we're 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 under uh estimating it but this did a lot more i think than we we give it credit for it We, we we gloss over some of these aspects of this game 
uh, when we probably shouldn't. I feel like, so what I want to say, and it's kind of hard for me to phrase, but I feel like that probably was given plenty of credit, but as a kid that had access to games and was not aware of the timeline of these games being released, I don't think I realized how important sure. that game was at the time, because I had games, you know, especially now my youth memories, they're all a, a mush, I had games like Zelda and Zelda 2 and Dragon Warrior all within close proximity of each other at the same point in time that I was playing stuff like Clue Clue Land and Kung Fu. So to me, it was just different kinds of games existed. I didn't quite realize the importance of the evolution <laughs> of something from Pac-Man to Zelda. To yeah, because Clue Clue Land existed. is still Pac-Man, but it looks cuter. Right, right. Or, right. but see, yeah. I just thought it was different types of games, different strokes for different folks. Didn't realize I, that I didn't that realize the, that there was the quite time, this bit effort, of... Right. That's exactly. Polish... The and full that, soundtrack, the items, the story. And that is something yeah. that when I do take a minute to think back on it, I go, oh, shit, that probably was I pretty I mean, the huge. overworld map itself in that game. And how, when you actually look at it, it's actually logical with the, with where things are placed. Sure. With the shoreline, the, the, the east woods, the west, uh, you know, dead woods, the graveyard, the map. It, the, it makes sense. They had to map that out and have it make somewhat of sense. I just I'm thinking about and, how my, I'm putting where all the dungeons are. Although yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how my dad's mind has been blown by video games like twice now. Like with Zelda and then, you know, now with you know, when he got back into games and started playing something like Skyrim, which is, you know, the to the extreme evolution of something like um Zelda. Yeah, and with Zelda but that's—I'm sure—that's what Zelda was back then. It was—it it was the holy shit. There were other games probably like it in the NES era, but it was probably the first and biggest. Where if other kids had this game, it's like since you could stop and save it and play it over weeks or months, you could ask, "Hey, where are you at in the game?" Oh, I'm here. Oh, this is so. It was the first it's an time. ongoing story, not a singular experience. And you could share that. Yeah. So much more than a game like yeah. Super Mario Brothers, where, oh, yeah, I can get to level 1-4. You can okay. share secrets and stuff like that on, on, on the playground about Mario, but, yeah. It's Zelda, not to the same degree. Zelda was a different a different kind of conversation. Yeah, it's not like, oh, did you know in this you can get the bomb case? What's a bomb case? Right. What? What? I got to go back and look. You know, it's a totally different experience. And we're not even talking about the second quest, Hal. They put the second quest in, uh, which oh, is yeah. entirely different experience. It's so much harder and brutally hard, because I remember playing it and me yelling at Rue back and forth about him trying to guide me uh, years and years back for charity, uh, beating the second quest. So, yeah, it's it's uh, that's why when I see all these modern, oh, where does Zelda rank? Oh, it doesn't age well, and I just want to strangle the... The, the Zoomer that probably said that. Uh, but because you can still go back and play Legend of Zelda and, and be wowed by it. And that's just not just me talking about it. You can still be... If you can't be wowed by Legend of Zelda, something's wrong. Be, because it's it's very hard to find a flaw in that game, uh, looking back and, and playing it now. Because even if you start from scratch, uh, you can still play how you want. You can play in a certain order without getting stuck. You can go out of your way to, to get a lot of like the, the three or four heart containers where you can reach the first... You know, or second uh, stage, you can do a lot of these different things uh, and sort of make it your own play, uh, your own sand. It's your own sandbox. That, that's sort of you know, do what you want, have fun, and it's such a great enough story that we're going to continue it, retelling the same story fifteen times, basically. So, all right, well, that's that, it. That's the old happy, happy birthday, Legend of Zelda. You can run for president now. That's the old Legend of Zelda. You can run for president. You've reached the last milestone. That you need in the U.S. Thirty-five. All right, Ian. We have a Patreon. 
We do. You go to patreon.com slash CU podcast. Uh, sign up for some money to be taken from your bank account. You make it sound so appealing, Ian. So appealing in exchange for the full video podcast. It's a credit card. The the full video podcast. Uh, Every week, uh, Hangouts, uh, once a month. Uh, I do writing once a week. You can participate in these poll topics. Uh Uh-huh. What do we got this week, Patrick? What do we have? It it was a strong choice. Strong choices. 47% uh, do big video game releases get too much hype. And in first place, 53%. What Atari era games, so we'll say late 70s, early 80s, would you want to see a modern remake of? Yar's Revenge. I would love to see a new version of Yar's Revenge. They did make a new Yar's Revenge uh, for... Uh, it's on Steam. I think you can get it on PlayStation 4 and other uh, systems as well. But it's a rail shooter. It plays like Panzer Dragoon Saga. It has nothing to do with the original... Or Panzer Dragoon, not Saga. Um, it has nothing to do with the original game. Okay. But the original Yars is one of my favorite original arcade games. Um, well, I mean, it was a console game. Uh, but arcade style and play... Where you have to constantly hit a you have to hit a target on the right side of the screen um, or chew away at it, and you do so by grabbing missiles and lining up your shots and avoiding you know uh, the um, like whirling blades and missiles that the other side sends at you and there's this colorful bar of like static in the center that's uh, kind of a safe zone, but you if I remember correctly, you can't fire in there. Anyway, I love the game, and I'd love to see it... By our pal, Howard Scott Warshaw, by the way. It's, a, it's an amazing game. He's my pal. I love Howard. It's it's absolutely a, one of my favorite games. Um, I would love to see that game updated to take place in, like, a small 3D space. I think that would be a lot of fun. So, okay, so you're shooting forward. So kind of, like, over the shoulder. Okay. But, you know, instead of just on a side-scrolling 2D plane, do it in, like, a small box. And I think huh. there could be some fun there. When you think about... So many Atari games have been remade over and over again, or once in that era, Space Invaders, Centipede, Frogger, uh, Warlords. Um, Asteroids has been remade. Uh, tons of different Galaga and Patman. You have to really sort of drill down for the deep cuts of what people would want to, you know, what you would want to see them on a remake of that that w- would translate over and not be too simplistic for back then. Right. So if you go on a list of Atari games, the ones that they actually made... You 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 get outside of a couple of these, and like Warlords was just remade like with, what, within the past ten years. I know I covered it at E three. Um, Yars Revenge, Ian brought up. Uh, what system? It's just a PC thing, probably. Oh. Um, it was like Atari's last gasp of doing, or they farmed out the games, you know, things like that. Yeah, no, uh, uh, th- th- this was around the time that the Yars Revenge came out too. They did a couple other ones that were what a, not at all the same what as. A, what about a modern Stargate or Defender? That would be fun. You make it a little more simple, a little bit easier to rescue the little guys. Um, maybe you have it that you could pick them, some up without waiting for the drop. That's the reason I hated the game because I got nervous trying to shoot. And I shoot them by accident when I was a little kid. At least playing the, the at least playing the uh, the bootleg uh, PC version. No, it was a, it was a real PC version of Stargate. I had that was colorful. That was colorful even with the uh, oh yeah with CGA graphics. They could they could, they pulled that off. With the magenta, the green, and the yellow, <laughs> they pulled that off. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say Defender because I, I have not heard of, of a more recent Defender, but have they? There done was one? one on the PS2. The PS2. <laughs> there was one on the PS2. Um, 
has there been a, a modern we need a modern pole position or we have so many racing games you know i don't need pole position anymore no you don't um and you look at some of the games that they did bring up and try to modernize like in the playstation era like they tried to do pong hasbro tried to bring pong back oh yeah <laughs> it's like it was unnecessary um i hate joust i don't want to see joust you don't like just no. Midway Williams, but well, it's from the era. Yeah, it's That's from the I mean. era. Uh, I I prefer um, Balloon Fight anyway. Yeah. Joust is rough. It, it's 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 rough when you go back to play Joust. I can see why it was played at the time, but there's a reason why there wasn't all these. You know, the Joust didn't become a become a thing. You know, that was it. It, did, it didn't warrant its own pop song. Did it? Did Joust have one? Was it, did Joust have a song? No, I don't think so. I hope kind of kind of hard to make ostrich eggs a song. <laughs> At the time. So, besides Yar's Revenge, the only other one that I could really think of that would be kind of fun would be Barnstorming. Uh, granted, that's an Activision title, but it was on the Atari. Atari era. We're talking yeah. the era. Uh, yeah. Barnstorming was the one where you had to fly through the barns, and uh, that could be really fun as a simple 3D game. Hey, thing. Keystone Capers, modernize it. Make it a 3D game where you're running around. I haven't played Keystone Capers in so long. I just remember that being so fun, because it added, it was like one layer of complexity above. Yep. The minimum. Yep, exactly. To make it, oh, you can run around a shop like a mall or whatever. Uh huh. No, that's exactly uh, why I liked it too, and I think that's why a lot of people. Liked and different it. stage types, and not just the same shit mm-hmm. over and over again. Uh, let me play, Billy. Let me play. Yeah, Keystone Capers was fun. Um, that was was that? Oh, that was eighty three. Okay, I thought eighty four. No, eighty three. That sounds about right. So once you got to eighty three. You unlocked the power of the 2600 six years in, basically. Five years in. I still think, and I always say it, but I really do think River Raid is a great game. I was going to bring that up. River Raid is a lot of fun. Um, I I like it. It's it's not like every other shooter. Um, You know, you look at it and it looks like a prototypical early overhead shooter, and there is some of that to it, but um, the thing that makes River Raid interesting is the uh, there's a lot of focus placed on navigating the winding canyons so you're it's not the edges aren't just there to keep you you know in the center it's part of the game is navigating through the the twisty turny canyons um and you can generally shoot i think you can only shoot one missile at a time so you have to aim your shots you have to take your time and aim your shots it's a one shot you can only have one shot on screen at a time um and there is a kind of modernized river raid for the uh, switch that I've really enjoyed playing, and now River I can't remember Raid. the name. It's River got, Raid Remake. It's like see. River Run on the Switch or something like that. But it's fun and kind of. There was an Atari Atari uh, remake. Looks like Bridge Strike is what it's called on the Switch. Gotcha. Highly recommended if you like that River Raid. PS4 play. Homebrew by Lappy Games. Yeah, I'm looking at Keystone Keystone uh, Capers gameplay. I totally forgot there was a mini map. We, oh. we tried to, this is better oh, yeah. than, this is better than I remember. Yeah, that's right. So the robber the robber's trying to get away and you, it's on a mini map and you have to track him down. And whatever this is like a mall and avoid things. This is a better game than I than I gave it credit for. Looking at it, I want to play this. I'll play you know what? A simple game like this, this would be like an app game or like you could there's gotta be a, a remake of Keystone Capers. It's a simple little game. It's, it's uh you have time, it's a time based thing, you gotta jump over objects and avoid objects, and you gotta get the criminal in a certain amount of time. And you're an old old timey cop. Catching an old timey criminal, Keystone. Any other ones, Ian? From no. the time, those are the ones. No, that's that it. Most, we no, no, out. I'm sure uh, there are, but those are the ones that I really wanted to um, focus on. You think, you think Howard could do a do an ET remake? Do <laughs> I? Yes, he could. <laughs> ET is not. ET is a game with problems because it was rushed. It's not a bad idea for a game. It wasn't like a horrible idea for a game. 
there was a Keystone Capers remake. Oh, at least in, 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 you know, the graphics almost the graphics kind of look like Elevator Action, and they did an Elevator Action remake. They done some of those. Did this come out? Remake gameplay. It's the same exact thing. You have different stages of mini map, and you track them down. Um, oh well, at least there's a proof of concept here of the game. So, all right, uh, I'll do one more to bring us out. How about Pengo? When was the last time you had a Pengo game, Ian? Uh, they recently put out a oh, oh. a Pengo uh, a Pengo cabinet in arcades in Japan that has um, internet linking, I believe. Uh, for the original, uh, for uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's similar. I I have to look it up for but... for, for high scoring. Um, for playing or, I think or battle was, royale, Pengo. There was like a there. Yeah, there was a recent Pengo game. Okay. Is that, is that the is that the game where we smoke in the cigarette and the mesh system? No, that's um, <clears throat> Penguin Land. It's Penguin Land. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll put the picture somewhere. I remember I made a T-shirt of it once or a picture of it. All right, Ian, Patrick, we, we got some voicemails to listen to here. All right, let's do this. We'll do we'll do it, and you go to Anchor.fm/slash to see your podcast, and you could uh, try to keep it try to keep it a little short, maybe like twenty seconds, not a minute, and we can get to some of your questions, and we'll and we'll do these uh, when we feel like it. And have a good time. And please, please, I didn't close this out. Great. Uh, the first one here is from Ch- Chuno Chavez. I thought we already did that one last week. No. Okay. Let's see. Hey, Pat and Ian. Uh, David here calling from San Gabriel Valley. My question to both of y'all is about uh, your arcade experiences, specifically a sh- the strangest arcade experience you all can remember growing up. Strangest arcade experiences you remember growing up. Sorry to cut you off there, Dave. I don't know that I remember anything particularly strange, but I would say maybe probably the best arcade experience I ever had. We'll just go with that. Why not? It's an answer of some sort. Um, I'm sorry. I don't have any strange arcade experiences. Uh, Was the Cyber Station in the Galleria Mall used to always set a cabinet to free play every Tuesday? Oh. And one Tuesday it was... House of the Dead 2, oh. and there was no one else there, so I just double-gunned my way through the nice whole game. Nice, It was fantastic. You didn't, you didn't use your, 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 your grundle fingers? <laughs> my evil fingers? Oh, we'll let you, we'll let you go, because I don't have one. Let's, what are you going to say? Um, I can share mine real quick. Go for it. Um, in the mid-90s, uh, when the N64 was only out in Japan, a local arcade called the Family Fun Center had, a, uh, had an N64, and they were charging us, I believe it was $3 for 10 minutes of play. <laughs> So, uh, which Ridiculous. was really strange, uh, being able to do that, or even how legal that was, just to have an N sixty four, and playing Mario sixty four in Japanese. Uh, but yeah, wow, okay, weird. Well, I guess if it was early, you wanted to play. They they imported. It. They want to make that money back on that import. Okay, next here from uh, Jonathan. Well, gentlemen, this is JT from Denver. Two things, Pat. When you're in Denver, come by three hundred three Training Center. For some jujitsu classes, I would love to have you in my class. Ian, I can definitely show you how to eat in the suburbs around Denver. Uh, we got some crazy sick food out here. Good. Anyway, good. the question: Did you guys think Hades was in, as incredible as everybody else did? So, first off, the, the presumption that 
uh, Ian wouldn't be into jujitsu, and I wouldn't want to eat food. No, he's right. Uh, okay, I, mean, <laughs> I want to find some tasty food. <laughs> no, he's out right, there, Jonathan. He's, he's right. I don't want the graps. I want the snacks. Oh, okay. With the graps, I, 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 I want the snacks, not the graps. So, so Hades, Ian loves it. He's in love with the game. Yeah, I, I think the game of the year. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I avoided the game for a long time, not because I thought it would be bad. Um, I liked previous super giant games, but because just on the surface of it, I looked at it and I said, "This is another roguelike," and that's a genre I love, but I don't need more right now and people kept talking about it and talking about it and i downloaded it and yes i do think it's as good as everyone says it is it's one of the rare times where i think the amount of hype and praise a game has got is spot on hades is absolutely worth playing i just like the fact that people whenever it's something physical they want it they want me to engage in it's always that it's always like oh i'm doing you a favor then like yeah my arm gets dislocated or uh (laughs) i've had four people three people at conventions want to arm wrestle me um <laughs> okay and you never and i said this to one guy the last guy who challenged me i said you never want to challenge someone in arm wrestling you never challenge someone that you think you might lose that's part of the reason why you want to challenge me it's always someone that outweighs like 100 pounds or you know a big guy there was an army ranger uh at portland you probably remember him because he was like a superhero he was like six five probably 260 <laughs> chiseled hey pat i'll arm wrestle you i know i'm gonna lose Okay, I'll be a good guy and I'll lose within a second. It's like, yes, you got me. You got me. It's there's no there's no glory in that. Not that that was a reason, but like he was probably proud that he was like Captain he was like Captain America. You probably remember that guy. I, probably, I remember him because he was like a fucking super soldier. I remember. Well, thank you for your service there. All right, who's next here? <laughs> hey, this is Brandon and Zach from the Uncommon Gamer Podcast. Uh it's inspired from you guys. Um, we're just wondering, do you ever run out of ideas or do you struggle getting ideas? And if you do, what are some ways you do to get around that? Like, how do you go out and find ideas for topics or things to talk about? You get yourself a Twitter and you ask people what's going on? Yes. I mean, or... You put the responsibility on you, other you people. You shift the burden. <laughs> you shift the burden. Or, or you just, you know, you keep up with the news and, you know, there's only been really, I want to say... A couple weeks ago was rough, I think sure. that was, but we still got through it. There's only been like probably a handful of times we're like, wow, we have little to talk about. I do think it is very... Something always comes up. Uh, yeah. But yeah, reach to your audience. Don't be afraid to reach to your audience uh, and ask for suggestions. It's tough. And the longer you do it, the harder it gets because you start to second guess whether or not you've talked about certain things before. Sure, but everyone repeats. So, right. Everyone repeats, and that's fine. You just... Yeah, if you don't if you don't know, ask because if they're asking, uh, even if it is a repeat, it's something that someone wants to hear again. And people forget. Yeah. That's- hey, Pat, Ian, this is Andrew, and my question is this: uh, As gamers, we have all over the years traded in or sold other pieces of our collection to go towards new systems or other new games. Looking back on it now, what would be one of those that you automatically think of and you regret? Automatic. What do you regret selling or trading? I mean, I regret selling at the at the. Uh... At the flea market, my grandma selling my NES and games. I, and then the G.I. Joe's probably when I was like 13 or 14. I regret that. Uh, I've actually got a fairly recent one. I got rid of my um, Wonder Swan stuff recently, uh, a couple of years back when I needed the cash. And I I, I didn't need the cash bad enough to that I needed to get rid of it. Could have pawned them to me. Could have got them back. But um, yeah, I, I wish I hadn't gotten rid of my Wonder Swan stuff. I really do like my handhelds, and um, I don't think I will necessarily yeah. be getting rid of any more. You never let me know stuff. that happened. I, w- I would have tried to save your Wonder Swan. 
Is that the definition of pawn? You buy it back at some point? Yeah, I think that's I wouldn't the over, definition. I wouldn't have charged you too much to buy it back. So, no, it's going up. It's going up, Ian. Sorry, this one game is now worth $150. Sorry. Uh, next here. Hey, guys. This is Jared from Arizona. Love the podcast. Here's a fun question. Oh. Someone gives you a brand new Neo Geo MVS 4-slot arcade cabinet. The four games in it are the only Neo Geo games you can ever play again. What are they? All right, so it's a fun one, Ian. I, uh, it is, uh, and it's a tough one, and I will change my mind on this a billion, million, billion times, but here's what I'm putting in there. I'm putting League Bowling in there. I'm putting in Neo Turf Masters. I'm putting in Samurai Showdown 2, and I'm putting in King of Fighters 98. League Bowling? Was that one of the original ones? Yes, it's a very, very simple game, and I fucking love it. Am I confusing that with Capcom Bowling? Uh... I don't think I... Oh, I must have played that, but I always remember, I remember the Capcom one, um, the bowling one. Um, I will do uh, Super Spy, because I love that game. Uh, King of the Monsters, one is better than two. <laughs> two kind of screws up some things that makes one good. One is the one that's uh, more of a beat-em-up, right? And two is the one that pulls the beat-em-up stuff out of it? The opposite. Uh, two puts beat-em-up stuff, and one is pure, like, fighting. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um... So, King of the Monsters is my second one. I love Sengoku. I don't know why no one else likes Sengoku. I love Sengoku. And, um, yeah, I'll do a, I'll do a, a Samurai Showdown. What is there, five of them that came out on there? Five on there, yeah. Whatever. Give me the first one. Give me the class. I, I, love, I love Samurai Showdown. If you give me a fifth game, I, I, love, I love Art of Fighting as well. I love that game. Depending on the day, I might swap out League Bowling with... It's not a great uh, game, Wind jammers, or the, or the rest in peace, world heroes. Since you got sucked up by everything else, I just love the fact that there was blatant ripoffs of Street Fighter characters and world heroes. Like, I mean, blatant. Like Fatal Fury, they world heroes didn't care. Well, I will do that. They pulled from everywhere from world heroes. Uh, next is uh, where am I at here? Neo Geo. Hey, this is Warren ninety seven, and this question is for Pat. Oh. I'm wondering uh, if there is a price that you would consider selling your entire collection. Thanks for the channel, guys. Keep up the great work. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm sure there is. Yeah, so there would be there would be definitely be a price I would sell my entire collection for. <laughs> but what is that I, price? Yeah. We don't know. I'd have to really sit down and think about it. This is Phil. Be from a lot of money. Wayne, New Jersey. Jersey, uh, Wayne. I'm listener. Hey, Wayne uh, always had a. Uh, second was it second uh, Saturday every month they had, they or, or they had uh, they used to have the toy show in the Wayne Firehouse. Hmm. Just want to ask you guys a quick Let's question. Go there, my teens. What would you guys think of a arcade one up virtual on machine with the uh, with the twin sticks? Huh. And I guess you could throw the sequel on there as well with a name uh, I can't really pronounce. All right. Anyways, guys, thanks so much. Well, uh, I think that would actually be a great idea. Couldn't do two players, though, but you, it, it'd still be fun. But you could do internet access. You could. I mean, they've already shown that, that they're going in that direction. The jam cab was that. Um, I'd say, you know, the arcade one up, the one thing I have liked is, like I've said, when they do the uh, unique control schemes, because it makes those games cheaper. I can see that. That might be the best way to. Honestly, I mean, because every time they do twin sticks, I think there was a there was a Kickstarter for an, a set of twin sticks that was being made in Japan, manufactured, and they're like four hundred fucking dollars. 
I mean, at that point, just make a fucking throwaway cabinet and throw the twin sticks on there. I'm looking for what a virtual on cabinet would go for. It can't be cheap because they're big. No, they're very big. Sit down. They're, it's a. They had one or two on the boardwalk. They had one at the, unfortunately, the one that burnt down, the best fucking arcade left in New Jersey, uh, Yestercades. They had one there, and they might have another one. And I, what, I remember the. When I got older, I really got into virtual on and really actually it's played fun. it. Because yeah. when you're a kid, when you're like eight or nine, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. When you're older, though, that you're game like, was not around when you were eight or nine. When did it come out? That game was like firmly in high school era. Okay, when I was in high school, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but like ten years later, oh, the twin, I got the hang of it and I got good at it and I got far. I don't know if I beat it on a couple of bucks, or whatever, but I, I, I like that the dual stick scheme. That it's fun. I almost want to get that. Uh, what is it? Game. That controller. Get the get the controller. They're expensive. Is that for what? Is that Saturn? They did them for Saturn. They did them for Dreamcast, and I think they just did. Uh, what I was just saying is they did a special run for PS4 and PC, and they were like four hundred bucks a pop. Gotcha. Insane. And also, uh, whoops. Hey, Pat and Ian, it's Sean here from Australia, currently living in Germany. Uh, listen to you guys every week. Love it. Um, this is kind of. What a real Australian accent sounds yes. like. Yes. Not like uh, Daco, who is throwing it on pretty thick, I reckon. Uh, you, you mean you're not doing some tubies in Wallenberg there, Sean? A couple of questions. What would you recommend for someone starting out with a podcast to grow it? I have one myself with a couple of mates. A lot of podcasters getting in touch the past few weeks here. Uh, any advice? Uh, make sure you, you like what you're talking about and... Make sure you have chemistry. Always agreeing is not the best best uh, podcast. You want to have different perspectives. Yeah, sometimes you, you want you yeah. want like one out thinkers. of you want like one out of every eight topics to go sideways. Is that really what, what our percentage is? One out of every couple. I podcasts? don't know. <laughs> but that's just no, nah, we haven't had we had one go sideways in a couple of years now. No, but you do. You you definitely don't want everyone to be on the same page. Um, you know, make sure you talk about topics that the other person isn't so keen to talk about for whatever reason. Pull something out of them; it makes it interesting. <laughs> talk about Pokemon and, yeah. and have Pat squirm. That's right. Um, and yeah, it's called the Play It Up Podcast. If anyone wants to check it out, woo! And <laughs> woo, you gotta have more confidence, Sean. Also, <laughs> what um, what do you guys think of retro achievements? Um, I've got that set up recently and just wanted to see if you guys have done it and what you think of it. So I, I looked this up. Uh, I think, I believe it's in a uh, retro arch, arch. They have, they have this now. Oh, I believe. Interesting. Retro, so like they, for, I, I don't know how they integrate it, but yeah, it's a pretty cool thing to do and to think about. Why not do that? Um, I, I guess yeah. Retro arch integrates with retro achievements to, to service, to provide trophies, unlocking mechanism. So like, yeah, that's great. They they can figure all this stuff out and integrate it with emulation. Yeah, that's neat. I I used to be less interested in like achievements and trophies and the people who like go crazy on the like achievement or trophy hunting. That's ridiculous. It's a little much, but I do like I do like the inclusion of them in games. And in some games I don't I don't go for them, but there are other types of games where I think it's a lot more fun to go after um that sort of stuff. So sure. yeah, it's nice to see that option available. A couple more here. What do you guys make of the younger folk yeah. who have every right to their opinion, believing that NES games are too hard, too cryptic, too archaic to be worth their time? 
Is there anything that Nintendo can do to mitigate this? Is there anything that the community can do to mitigate this? Thank you. Is it, beca- is, are, is it because they're too hard, or they don't like the graphic style? The thing's too simplistic. I don't. I don't know if they know enough about the games themselves to think that oh, Castlevania is too hard. I don't want to play it because you only know that if you play it. I think it's just they're turned off by the look and, and, and think it's not appealing. I think it's partially that, um, especially because you have lots of indie games that uh, you know try to mimic the feel and difficulty of older games, and those get sure. popular and those are played. Um, and those use older st- you know art styles. They use pixel art style as well. But yeah, I think a part of it is just it's not appealing to them. It's not visually appealing. Um, they didn't grow up with it, so there's no nostalgia aspect of it that pulls them in. And while I, it, it's kind of silly, I, I understand you. You're just not going to be interested in something that does not appeal to you. No matter how much you try, and I, and I do think a lot of it is 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 visual, and that's fine. As, as long as these <clears throat> the kids that don't want to play it or don't get excited about it, that's cool. Just understand that there's importance there, there's history there. Sure. You know, it's important that they existed, and you know, they're why you got to where you are. But I don't, I honestly don't care if they want to play them or not. I just no, I, I mean, you're fu- you're fighting an uphill battle. It's like if a kid wants to play Fortnite, he's going to play Fortnite. Or yeah. do it. I mean, that's just the way it is. Understand their importance and move on. I, that's all I really ask. Sure. Last one here from Mike. Hi, Pat and Ian. It's Mike from Jersey. Oh, another well, Jersey. Two, wow, two for one. The show. Apologies if this is kind of a provocative question. Oh. I was wondering if you had any thoughts about journalists such as Jason Schreier being hyper-focused on crunch in the game dev business and CD Projekt Red in particular. And there being almost no coverage about GameStop's abhorrent behavior during this pandemic, putting low-wage workers at risk by remaining open during lockdowns, failing to provide PPEs, and incentivizing customers to congregate in-store to pre-order next-gen consoles to be shipped home without mentioning that stock would be extremely low, all seem like borderline criminal negligence to me, and that should have been covered by game journalists if they are truly interested in defending the disadvantage. Thanks a lot. Hey, uh, all right, Mike, very, very well thought out. Um, um, we talked about the, the GameStop stuff last year, how ridiculous it was. Yeah. About not having PPE, about, about remaining open when the state told you to close your freaking doors. Um, this, is a, this is two different questions to me. Someone like Jason Schreier, that's his bread and butter because that's what he has access to, so he right. has all these employees saying oh they did this and this like this is now the guy's career he has a book about it and, and probably does other stuff so like can he probably go over the top uh, maybe but that's that's like i said that's his bread and butter that's what he's focused on also now, there's only so many people who can cover so many stories in my, my and i'm not saying it's 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 good that the game stuff stuff was ignored but also covering crunch in the industry seems like an evolving and fresh topic whereas um, even though it should be pointed out, I think it's always kind of been assumed that places like GameStop and large corporations and chains are generally not treating their employees particularly greatly, and I don't think anyone would have expected that to change during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah but but it's interesting what he said about the pre-orders, about having people line yes. up to get into your stores for something they can order no, online, potentially. It should that's, have been covered more. I'm just saying I think yeah. that's maybe why people have glossed over it. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's Yeah, that, that we don't know what harm could have been done to people with something like that. Uh, because there's nothing else besides a game console where people are rushing into a store to pre-order last year besides a game console. People aren't doing that for iPhones last year, I don't no. think. Um, so, no, that's a, I, mean, that's a, I don't know what to say. It should have been covered. I don't think I saw a story about it at all, and it should have been. 
But yeah. there's no, I guess, they maybe they realize people don't care about that as much. I, I think our listeners like our GameStop topics, but you know, I don't know if Kotaku cares to to go down that route because the crunch thing has gained more and more uh, momentum, and so that's what that's the hot sort of item right now in the industry, and so that's what they cover, uh, for better or for worse. So there you go. That's our podcast. That's it. We're done. We're done forever. Um, again, I'll be <laughs> goodbye. I'll be on Twitch tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, Twitch.tv slash country code. Ian will pretend to show up one day and be my friend in chat. If you show up, I can give you a little VIP thing. I'm not sure what, what that means. A little VIP. Thing. Woo! I think yeah. I won't. Tr- you don't have to charge to, to be a. You don't have to. What is it? A follower versus follower? Yeah. Subscriber. Subscriber. Yeah. I, I still don't know. The, I still don't know what the difference is because everything it changed for every every platform. All right. Um, I'm gonna go eat some food stuffs. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have some chicken. Some dollar store gherkins, which is gonna be a great band name. I never have a band dollar, dollar store, store gherkins. gherkins. They're actually really good. Dollar yeah. store gherkins. Nice. It's a good amount. You can you can live off. This could be a whole. Other, I can do a pot. You know what? I'm gonna do another YouTube channel about just a dollar store. You can live off the dollar store, and be well fed. Like there's some good quality stuff. At the dollar, they have good tortillas there. There's, oh yeah, sometimes you can get good bread. They have everything but eggs and milk, basically. At the dollar store. You can you can condiments. Go to the dollar store. Ketchup. Mustard, go to the dollar store. You'll, you'll save a ton. It's a dollar. And, and dollar store goods. All right, I'm done. Teeth are floating. I'm done. All right, we'll see you later. <laughs>